Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the optional podcast on the 18th of August, 2015. What up? Hello, hey. hi. Hello, what up? Hi, hello. Hello, oh, hi. God, the level of enthusiasm cannot be quantified by a man. I forgot to That's... host you, okay? I was going to my channel so that I could host you really quick. She has so dick butts on distracted. her shirt. And dick I have dick butts, butts on my shirt. It's all right. I, I cropped it. I cropped it because it was offensive. What? <gasps> You cropped the dick butts. Mean. Indeed. So, so <laughs> nobody Dodger, can see Dodger. them. Stand up. Stand up. God damn it, Dodger. God dick damn butts. it. <laughs> well, that's my plan, Laura. foiled. Now no one knows. I could never have seen that one coming. Absolutely not. Welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games uh, every now and again. When there are video games to talk about, it's been a dry few weeks, you've got to admit. Yeah, well, nothing. Nothing's fucking happening at the moment. No. Just... Yeah. Uh, there's been some weird stuff school? on Steam. Oh. Pretty much every time I open up Steam, I'm like, the shit is that game. Oh, Dodger and I found a game we're going to play together. Well, actually, there's two games we're going to play together. We're not going to say. You have to watch it on the channel, assholes. Yeah, so get fricked. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, this is the family family friendly version of this show. So what? No, I, I, I was not informed of this. I agreed to come on. You cropped out dick butts because be it was offensive. I mostly yeah. did it because you would be upset by it. <laughs> I've got an ASCII dick on the back too. I'll show that to you guys. Of course oh, you do. Of course you do. That'll Absolutely. be too. Of course you do. That's a shirt I know you will never wear out of the house. Here's the thing: I will dare you to wear that out of the house to lunch with me. At hold on, okay. hold on. At, Literally wore it out this morning. <laughs> Yes, Never where mind, are we going? Um, no, um, where are we going? Where say, are we I'm going waiting. <laughs> Punchline anytime. You. I'm going to find you. We're, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to that old lady's bomb me place. I'm going to take you to go meet her, that old lady. And I'm going to be like, she's a huge fan of your bomb me. And she's going to be like, oh, thank you. And then I want you to turn around and show your, your dick on the back of your shirt. And she'll <laughs> be like, oh. Run in the uh, back. If I've learned anything, it's that the majority of old ladies are in that mode where they're like, they're so down with whatever. They're like, I've lived long enough. I don't give a shit. I love <laughs> dicks on shirts. Yeah. Old ladies are great. <laughs> She's going to be like, have two bond me. And I'll be like, suck it, Jesse. It's going to be great. Uh, then I, I, fine. I'll just whip mine out and be like, can I have three? <laughs> she'll be, she'll be like, Mine's real. Yeah, mine's mine's not even on a shirt, and I'll. <laughs> I'm like mine, yeah, sure. That's what I'll do. Well, this is great. All the mic volume screwed up, which is great. So I'm I'm just trying to fix that. It's like I guess I did the sound check, and then everything went to hell. Good. Which is lovely. I'm, there we go. I'm putting those microphones up a little bit. So do let me know in chat if this is a little bit closer to being right. That's fine, yeah. vamping for time until we sound right. Yeah. I, we're a lot louder now, so I, I think I think we're all okay. I did the sound check, and then as soon as I went live, Skype is like, you know that level that you set? We think we've got a better one for you. Like, <laughs> Don't worry. Like, no, no, it. no, and it does it anyway. Like, oh, for God's sake. Skype is Skype is just not worth it. It's just, ugh. It's, it's, it's not great. Thanks uh, for letting us talk on you, Skype. Yeah. Thank you, Skype. And then every, Sorry that we badmouth you. Absolutely. And then every week being like, Skype fucking sucks. It but does. thanks for letting us come back again. Yeah. <laughs> so I have something that you guys need to hear. Oh, no.
Yeah, so there's an iOS game uh, called Monsters Ate My Metropolis, which looks it's something like... It's the new like... pickpocket game. Yeah, um, yeah. It has maybe some of the best music of anything ever. That goes on for like two <sighs> solid minutes of this sort of ballad-style anthem whenever you win a game. It's kind that, of That glorious. has just completely sold me on getting that game. Thank <laughs> you. Okay, now let me ruin it for you. So... As it's an iOS game and it's free to play, it is the pay to winniest winniest thing that I have seen in a long time. But you're a winner. The pay to winner. The pay to winner. Their first version of this game. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Monsters ate my. It's like Monsters ate my apartment. Monsters ate Tokyo. Something like that. Monsters ate my apartment. Tokyo. Whatever. Yeah, Monsters ate my apartment. Tokyo is my apartment, man. Uh, oh, there's Monsters played... Ate My Birthday Cake. I'm not sure if that was the same oh, one. No, that's not, <laughs> that's not, not, the one. not the same thing at all. Okay. But the, their, their very first version of that game, I played so much. And it was like, you can play it forever. You can play it literally as long as you want. There's no reason to have pay to win. It's just like, how long can you keep this shit going? So yeah. how have they turned this format into pay to win? Tell me. All right, people asking why I am mirrored. It's like, are you new to this show? That's how webcams work. Anyway, be besides that, to the point. So, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like it's under the of weirdest all complaints. The complaints someone can have. It's like welcome to 2011. <laughs> Who cares? You're flipped. I'm not getting an accurate uh, I don't care. I'm not going to the Skype options menu because it'll probably crash. And then you complain about that. Anyway, yeah. So, so Pickpock made uh, Super Monsters Ate My Condo, if I recall correctly. And Monsters Ate My Condo. Now they've made Monsters Ate My Metropolis, which is kind of a card game. And it is based around the idea that you have a monster deck and a city deck. And people can attack your city, and your city deck will play automatically versus their monster deck. And you try and beat their monster. Obviously, you don't have any control over this other than your deck building. And you earn experience for that. And if you lose, you end up getting uh, losing population, which is kind of ranking. And they put you in these tournaments for like a week. And the higher tier you get in these tournaments, the better reward you get at the end of the tournament. This all sort of sounds fine so far, except there's a few problems with it. Firstly, there are cards which are literally better in every way than less expensive cards. Right? And ah. there's nothing to actually balance them. So imagine Hearthstone had no mana and you could play any card you wanted at any time. Well, that's Monsters Ate My Metropolis. You can play any card whenever you like. And that means that then there are silver versions and gold versions and diamond versions of those cards, which, as far as I can tell, are objectively better than the bronze ones. Oh, so they're not just... It's not just like, oh, it looks cooler. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, no. Worth There's more. like super and uber and mega uh, versions of those cards, which are just better, flat out better. So... I was like, okay, that's yeah. bad. And of course, the best way to acquire those is to buy a $20, I believe it's $20 or so, for a pack of five of these cards. Or it might actually what? be 10, maybe 10 of these cards. It's expensive. And it's like, you get a guaranteed diamond card in this if you pay for that. If you use the in-game currency, you get a pack of like five cards. And it's like, well, one of them's guaranteed to be a silver and the rest a bronze. Uh, so you don't get the same you know, in Hearthstone, for instance. You get the same chance of pulling like a legendary or whatever as as anyone who paid. And besides, legendaries most legendaries suck anyway. But in this game, if you have a diamond card, like it's statistically better than the bronze version of that card. But wait, there's more. It has an energy bar, which is just lovely. I mean, oh that's, no! Yep. Yeah. Your favorite. Your favorite thing. Absolute in favorite. Games. Yeah. 
And the worst thing about that is, like, in order to do really well in the tournaments, it's not really about skill, it's about how much you play. So you have to use the entire energy bar, and then as soon as it's recharged, use it again and then again and again, because the ranking's based on population, and the best way to gain population is attacking as much as possible. So people that buy extra energy are going to gain an advantage there. People that buy better cards are going to have an advantage there, because they're going to win more often and lose less often with their city. And... And... But wait, there's more. It sometimes advertises to you. It brings up a giant full-screen ad for fake casino games every now and again. So, my, my big question, why did you make us think this was cool? Yes, yes. The song. The song's brilliant. It in with, like, this really cool sounding thing. I was like, I'm sold. I'm so excited. Now. I want to download this. Fuck you. Yeah, I it's it's. I, I wanted to share my suffering with others because the game's actually kind of fun, and the art style is lovely. And you know, I'm playing this this crab which has a boat on his head, and he dances around. And he gets really upset when he gets poisoned Wait, and things like that. You can't. Oh, and he attacks geez. with like cats. There's like uh, cat invaders that you can use as an attack. Somewhere someone's gonna think that's worth the twenty dollars to get a diamond card. Yeah, you can, you can get like little um, little cats and UFOs that attack with lasers. There's like a rainbow beam, and there's like a suck your soul out with a vacuum cleaner kind of thing. And it's all super cutesy and really well presented. And the business model is terrible, just awful. Fucked up. Yeah. But it sings that's to you when that's... you win, guys. Is it an adult swim oh, game no. too? Yeah, it's published by Adult Swim, which is unusual because Adult Swim generally publishes stuff that doesn't have that really awful business model attached to it. So this is yeah, kind of a, a bit of a sore that. thumb for them, I think. Yeah, that's that is surprisingly disappointing considering mm. how fantastic that presentation seemed from the beginning. Oh, the presentation is lovely. That's, that's, that's usually those kind of those kind of horribly uh, manipulative free-to-play games don't usually put nearly that much effort into their appearance. Yeah, that, that's the really sad thing about it. It's yeah. like this See, is a good realize, game though. ruined They're by like, business model. We want to put this terrible business model in there, but we have to give them something else to offset the terrible business model. Let's give yeah. them a catchy tune. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's the exact opposite. I feel I feel like I feel like they were like, let's make an awesome game. Oh shit, we somehow have to pay for all the awesome stuff we want to put into it. So now we sell yeah. everything there is to sell. Yeah. yeah. Including your soul, developers. You sold your soul. It's pretty nasty. Dodger, can you up your mic your volume soul. just a little bit? You're quieter than usual. Yes, I can do that. Lovely. Maybe. I think it's because you're using the headset right. instead of the mic. Not, Did not, we not do really introductions cool. yet, Biscuit? No, we just we ignored did, it because no. I was really angry about this one game. So, special guest today, returning guest, Laura Kay, welcome back to the show. Hello, hey. I am back. Yay. I am gonna I'm gonna bring up some great games this week. Oh, You're I'm gonna sure. be so happy, yeah. TB. I'm gonna, gonna make great. you talk about a game you don't want to talk about. <laughs> it's gonna be a bloody fun week. And you know, SummerSlam is just a week away, so it's do you, do you want to just talk about it now? Should we get this out of the way? Get your suffering out of the way. SummerSlam! Oh. SummerSlam. I, yes. I am partially responsible for uh, for TB having to have played a game this week. Uh, but, yes. Uh, I don't think he John Cena's sexy high school adventure. Wait, did you play the first one or the second one? The first, you played the first I, I've one. now discovered there's a second one, and I'm hoping my wife doesn't realize. Um, she's oh. aware. God. She saw I'm it on Twitter. It. She knows. I, 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 I am a big fan of the sequel. 
Can we just yeah. play is the it, John Cena music the first in the background one? right now? WWE will not let us do that. Trust me. We, we can. Fine, fine, I'll, you know, I'll they'll probably it. let us do. They'll probably let us play that terrible clarinet version oh, of it. Oh God. <laughs> yes, please. Oh my That's God. That's the worst thing. Yeah. So, for anyone who doesn't know what this is, uh, it's a game called John Cena's Sexy High School Adventure. You play John Cena at John Cena High School dating John Cena's. Yeah, various uh, different kinds of John just, Cena's. Yeah, all just badly photoshopped other forms of John Cena. It's quite a w- wonderful adventure you go on. You get beaten up and pinned. You have sort of sexy wrestling. And then you die. The like you, if you get pinned, you die. It's like, what yeah, is happening? Yeah, is death. Um, there is wonderful but, music. But successful wrestles are like you banged somebody. Pretty much. Banging yeah, they are, they are hot. They Yep, um, I think on the screen right now is maybe the most disturbing thing you've seen ever. So enjoy that. There you go. <laughs> Quite enough of that. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You got it on the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. But that clarinet, it never ends. It's just it, a spiral of despair. Though. So this this game is actually kind of weirdly like there's more depth to it than I initially realized. I didn't know there was a new game plus mode. There is, When you yeah. complete it, there, there is, is a new game yeah. plus. You can... Go on an adventure in some sewers to fight a big monster. Which is Brock uh, Lesnar, by the way. Which is Brock Lesnar. Of course. Uh, the, of course. The, the sequel came out this week, and you have to travel through time rescuing all of the John Cena's from different time periods to stop no. a big... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, oh, it, no. About... Well, there's Fan Friday. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> basically, you meet John Cena, who is um, basically Doc from Back to the Future, and he takes you back in time because the John Cena timeline is being erased. And you have to go to various points in time to find the various John Cena's in the timeline. Question. Question. Question, yeah. Is there a Napoleon John Cena? There is unfortunately not. Oh, I want to no. see a little tiny John Cena with a the big old hat. tiny John Cena, me right? too. Oh, Napoleon I can, John Cena. I can Cena. tell you there is, there, is a, um, there is a caveman John Cena. Of course. There is, there is Hitler John Cena. <laughs> of course. Right? Of yeah, course. Really. Um, there is future female John Cena. Okay. Yes, of course, and, yes. Uh, basically, you have to just go through time, saving all the John Cena's from themselves and discovering the mystery of what's happened to the John Wait, Cena timeline. John Cena has to save Hitler, John Cena? Uh, he that has is to go so back. controversial. He, he has to go back and make a decision about whether to stop Hitler, John Cena or not. There is genuine questions of like, is this the right thing to do? Will it have too many ramifications going into the future? Do we try and save people from Hitler, John Cena, or do we leave him to do his thing because we don't want to screw up time. Right. It's, you it's, hire it's, Randy it's, Orton to come and take out Hitler John Cena. <laughs> RKO uh, on Cena! Oh, Hitler's down! RKO! RKO on Hitler! This is all you know about wrestling, isn't it? That's the only thing you know is RKO. I, oh my, okay. I haven't watched wrestling since, like, like watched, watched since back when The Undertaker had his, like, Legion of Undertaker cronies. Oh, and they would, like, the oh and my around. God. Those were the good old the days, shit. though. Yeah. I, I, Cold, I, the Rock. Those are my, that's my jam. Legion of Hooded Figures. I only know one thing about wrestling, and uh, even apparently that is wrong, which is I know that it's the WWE belt, because you could nope. use it feasibly no, to hold up trousers. No, it's not. You're not allowed to you call it use, that. Mr. McMahon says no belt. Could, so could you use it to a while ago, there was a leak of uh, stuff that he told the that Mr. McMahon told the commentators not to say, and it's it's exhaustive. Like, and he gives reasons for every one of them, and it's not a they're not allowed to call it the belt anymore. They have to call it the WWE 
whatever championship. So WWE World Heavyweight Championship, WWE Intercontinental Championship. They have to say that. They're not allowed to call it a belt on air because they will get fired if they do. Because Mr. McMahon is getting increasingly insane the older he gets. Here's the thing. You said that he gives reasons, though. What's his reason? Do Uh, we know? I believe it literally came down to something like a belt, something you use to hold up trousers. You know, well, this, it's the WWE is... Championship. This is important. You can't call it this, a belt. Here's you also can't call it a strap either. He's calling out Stone Cold. He's calling out Stone Cold. <laughs> He's like, come get me, Stone Cold. Austin, you son of a bitch. Oh, well, this... I, wanna... I can't wait. Is I Steve Austin still in the WWE? No. Does he still wrestle? No, that's why no yeah, he, that's he broke his neck. Uh, so yes. he's not really allowed to wrestle anymore. A real fight to the death on top of a building that ends, that ends, that's how WWE ends. Old Stone Cold versus Old McMahon on the top of a building to the death. You laugh. You see, you you laugh. You think this couldn't happen, but this has happened before. I know. Fights to the death, IRL, have happened in WWE. Fake fights. I think it was in WCW, actually, where one guy got thrown off the top of a skyscraper. But... (laughs) But that never actually happened. Like, it, it looked like he'd been thrown off the top of a skyscraper. If I recall correctly, they also did a monster truck sumo match on the top of a skyscraper as well. I don't... Yeah, it's, it's, it's just... It's wrestling. It's weird. It's, so, it's wrestling. Anyway, I, I argue the whole point that the, uh, the WWE World Championship belt cannot be used to hold belt. up trousers. If it's too loose. Trousers Couldn't are, do it. If your trousers aren't too loose and you're a fairly large person... I think you could use that uh, that championship to hold up your trousers. I Possibly. think it could be a belt. The only thing that it would work with, you would have to have giant loops because the sides of that belt are huge. So the loops yeah. on your pants would have well, to be massive. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because otherwise, it's just it's just like decoration. Like when girls wear yeah. dresses and then and then and have put a like belt on. a belt. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't hold anything up. It's there to like you know delineate the bod and and be yeah cool looking. Well, you could, you could, you know, pull your trousers unfeasibly high up so that you can still use it as a belt without <laughs> using the loops, and then, you know, it'll still hold it up. Just like strap it on real tight. Just <laughs> yeah, just just wear have have your uh, your trousers up to your nipples and uh, wear your belt really tight. Somewhere there's an old man who's like, well, that seems pretty great, actually. I'm. I found I'm the quote. I found the quote to justify this. This is from Matt Stryker in 2013, who used to be. He used to be part of the WWE at some point. He was a former company wrestler and announcer. No words are banned. There are some phrases that are not part of the dialogue, but there are good reasons why, apparently. For example, a championship is not a belt. A belt holds up your pants. Someone that doesn't watch wrestling might ask why are they fighting over wardrobe accessories. When you say how you're coming after me for the championship, then it adds importance. That, that's a really I, bad sentence, but here's that is the thing. If anyone's, quote, quote. if anyone's even seen the slightest bit of wrestling, they'll still know that you're fighting over a bit of wardrobe decoration. Absolutely. No matter what you Without, call it. I mean, for God's sake, you know, not too long ago, the thing had a spinner in the middle of it, so you could spin the WWE logo in also, the center. Also, no one, ever wears it, no one ever wears it as a belt. They wear it as a shoulder. They put it over their shoulder. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's really it it depends on the person and depends on the belt. Some of them do wear it on the way to the ring, but obviously they'll always take it off before they fight, but yeah. Your shoulder pad accessories is what it should be. Your championship shoulder pad accessories, brother. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, video games. Yeah, video video games. games. Woo, hello, yay. We do that sometimes from time to time. Anyone want to kick us off? You got to be playing something interesting this week, otherwise, we're going to have a very short show. Somebody, anybody. I played played... Ark for the first time. (gasps) Ooh. Oh. 
I hadn't played Ark. I had basically, well, I had decided I was never going to play it because it ruined Sam's life. Mm-hmm. And he got too in love with dinos. And I was like, fuck Ark. Fuck that game. <laughs> and then yes. uh, he and a few other people set up a RP server. And they were like, oh, it's going to be like just starting off. Like, if you wanted to play, you should come in and play, you know, now with everybody with like Shannon and them. And learn how to play and see if you like it. And, you know, it'll be like a pretty low population server at the beginning. And I was like, all right, cool. So, uh, game is actually super, super fun. I've decided that I'm going to be a crazy dodo lady. Because I can't be a crazy cat lady until I'm strong enough to take down saber-toothed tigers. So, until I can have a legion of saber-toothed tigers, I'm just going to keep flying to areas that have dodos. Which are like these, these really tiny little prehistoric dodo birds. So, like... I, I get on my pteranodon and I fly over and I pick up dodos and then I take them back to my little farm and I add them in. I've named them all after One Piece characters and it's been fantastic. And that is the worst thing out, I've ever heard anybody say. I'm sorry. I've got to call that, that out. There's a, there's another use for them. Uh, we can hide bodies under them. What? <laughs> like, because when you log out, your body just drops and goes limp. And so we started hiding bodies amongst the dodos. And you can't see the body there because there's so many dodos standing on it. I... <laughs> it's amazing! So many dodos! Mm-hmm. Huh. So Ark is pretty fun. Is, uh, is it going to destroy your life anytime soon? Uh, I don't think so. I've never been the sort of person who gets super, super addicted to stuff. Um, but right now I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I played it a little bit yesterday. I'll probably play it a little bit today and make sure my dodos aren't dead. But, uh, Sam and them keep taming dolphins and then being like, Hey, we have an extra dolphin. You should take it. And I'm like, cool. And every time I log back in, Gmart's like, uh, so your dolphin died. <laughs> like, it's not, isn't even worth it anymore. I don't want any more dolphins. I can't learn to love anymore. <laughs> How are they? I mean, dolphins don't generally just keel over and die for no reason. What exactly is happening there? Oh, uh, Mastodon, uh, sharks keep showing up and eating them. Megalodons. Oh. Oh. Megalodons. Oh. Megalodons. You pleb. It's just because you're terrified of them, so you know every name for sharks. (laughs) I know every name for every shark, yes. All sharks, I'm aware of where they exist in the world or existed. Thank you very much. Uh, But yeah, so if you don't set them to just, like, be passive and not care, then the second a shark shows up, the dolphins are like, fuck this, and they just peace out and leave, or they get killed. But if you were to set them to passive, they would just sit there and let the shark eat them anyway, so... (laughs) Either way, you're screwed. I don't think dolphins are a good idea. I think so. It's I've sweet. got my pteranodon instead. I think you playing that game is sweet. It's like your way of saying, "Look, honey, if you won't come to me, I'll come to you." It's very sweet. It's how relationships work. <laughs> Although Sam was like, "Do you want to join my tribe?" and I was like, "No, I've got I've got dodos to <laughs> I've got dodos to." be keeping around i can't breed them apparently i can't breed them which is really upsetting they'll lay eggs and i'm like i need i need them to add in a way for me to hatch the eggs then i'll be content and i can raise little baby dodos but right now i all i can do is go and steal dodos from their other families like a criminal go steal dodos from their other families and bring them back to my farm and convince them i'm their real mom i don't 
That and the I didn't even have words. Shit. Yeah, I know. that was super creepy. Super creepy dick butts. You, For a girl in a dick butt shirt. That was creepy. That was creepy. You are, you are the creepiest bird mother. I would not trust you with my birds. <laughs> I take good care of them. You well, are the reason no. dodos went no. extinct. Also, also untrue, because when you, uh, when you need to tame something in arc i'm sure we've talked about this before but when you need to tame something in arc you have to right yeah you have to knock it unconscious so it's literally like i i rip these dodos from their families i take them to my little farm i drop them amongst all of my like stockhold syndrome dodos who are like join us and then i chase the dodo around punching it until it goes (laughs) unconscious and then feed it berries and it wakes up and is like i guess you're my mom now I'm That's positive. Awful. That's awful. I know. I'm positive at some point they're all going to turn against me. One of them is going to get wise. You're, you're going to get like virtual, gonna like, no, virtual there's Peter's so many of us turn up friend. and you're just going to have virtual Peter turn up and take away all your birds. It's like, no, you have been horrible to these birds. You do not deserve them. Well, apparently there's another group on the server who is uh, the Dino Police. And they were... They were <laughs> <laughs> I they appreciate putting, this already. Okay. Continue. Yeah, they were they were putting out a notice that um, apparently uh, keeping dodos is illegal. <laughs> so they're gonna find me eventually, and then I'm gonna have to fight. Right, them I'm off. joining what, these what? guys. I'm gonna join the what Dino is- Police. This is gonna be great. <laughs> What's the justification for keeping dodos being illegal? Why why is that illegal? I mean. I don't know. They're well, probably from Britain. Fair, we don't need to a reason fair, for things Laura, to be illegal. I think most of the time, illegal pets... Well, some sometimes illegal pets are because it's not an animal that should be in that area, right? I, They're just like, yeah, maybe, well, don't, I, maybe don't bring that animal over here. And the area I'm in does not have dodos. So <laughs> I've just been the, bringing dodos over and being like, no, they belong here with me. Here's, here's the thing. I think that dodo breeding and capturing should be fine. I don't think you should be allowed to do it. <laughs> No, you can't be trusted. Why? What are you saying? Because you punch them in the face and steal them from their families. You're horrible. That's what, I mean, to be fair, a big old that's what anybody would have to do. If anybody would have to, but not everybody does. Exactly. You, you, just because you have to do it to drain them, you could say like, oh, I have to punch them in the face to, to make them mine. Maybe I won't do that then. Yeah, I just <laughs> See? some people have self-control yep. and then there's you. You're the kind of person that would bring soil into New Zealand. (laughs) A criminal. A a complete international criminal. A criminal. I also found out that in that game, you can just make signs and put them on your walls. So I put a sign on my wall that says, fuck off with a heart. Fair. I'm just going to make everybody upset with me. (laughs) It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So Ark, been, uh, been playing some of that. What have you guys been playing? I have been playing a game that I know TV's been playing. I don't know if Jesse or Dodger have played any of yet. Uh, have any of you been playing Volume? Volume, yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Volume is the new game from Mike Bithell, who did Thomas Was Alone a few yep. years back. Mm-hmm. I played that at E3, I did. Yeah, this is his 3D stealth game that is, uh, from my perspective, really mechanically strong and really me- uh, narratively weak. Uh, that's, oh, that's exactly that's... what I thought about it. Exactly, it, it's the exact opposite of what Thomas was alone was. Because yes. Thomas was alone was um, narrative over mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like it was a game that was here's this really amazing, sweet, well paced story with some like passable platforming mechanics to sort of yeah. you know tide you through it. Mm-hmm. This is a really, really strong uh, 3D sort of isometric stealth stealth action game. Yep that I usually don't like that genre. I really enjoyed the start to finish mechanically. 
I thought that the plot was incredibly poorly paced and had huge plot holes. And I loved what they were doing with the lore, but there are huge, um, I'm going to use the forbidden word. There was ludonarrative dissonance about There was ludonarrative disco biscuits involved in this. Yeah, ludonarrative <laughs> disco biscuits. I assume you noticed the same thing that I did, that the plot of this game is a little bit interesting. It's kind of a retelling of Robin Hood in a cyberpunk sort of setting. But YouTube... Mm retelling yeah like but it's, it's kind it's of like a youtube retelling yeah because what you're doing is you're streaming your virtual crimes so that the poor can then reenact your crimes and steal from the rich without hurting anybody yeah mm. which sounds good in theory until you realize that the optimal way to do most of the levels is to exploit the save point system yeah basically to be detected <laughs> by the guards who have crossbows that instantly kill and, you and run get through the checkpoint as you're get, hitting the checkpoint exactly get shot and then yeah. respawn past the obstacle which of course were you someone acting this out in real life would get you killed instantly which here is the thing that he's working for the rich of, people is what the story yeah. is yeah it kind of fits with the plot because there is that midpoint in the plot that is kind of oh yeah, the way the character has been doing this has been fucking a load of people over. Mm -hmm. But it, like, that did feel, it feels really odd at the time when it's like, yeah. the best way to go through with it, this is to obviously get caught, shot, and respawn, yeah. which those people you're streaming for who are going to do these real-life crimes cannot do. And mm. that feels very weird for most of the narrative. And then there's no satisfying conclusion to what was a really interesting plot setup. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. It's... Um, the, what you pointed out earlier was interesting because if you compare it to what Mike actually said, I think it was an interview relatively recently when he was talking about volume and he talked about the success of Thomas. And he said something on the lines of, I thought I'd made a really solid puzzle platformer with kind of nice narrative. It turned out I made a kind of nice puzzle platformer with really, really nice narrative. And he, he didn't seem to realize that this was the case until they put it out and everyone... Uh, found that the narrative really resonated mm. with them but the puzzle platforming was like this is okay but the reason i'm playing it and this is the reason i enjoyed it as well because i don't like that genre generally speaking yeah i enjoyed thomas because of the narrative this time around as you said very mechanically strong stealth game like there was a few holes i can poke in it but not too many but there's like 100 levels which means the narrative is really really spaced out like there's levels where there's several levels in a row where just nothing is said whatsoever and that's not always a problem but there are certain choke points in the narrative where you get like a cutscene and then there's no narrative and it feels really odd that there's no narrative there is one particular one that you might know that's about two thirds of the way through where... I didn't get that far but yeah okay there there is a point where the character the main character is basically told hey stop doing what you're doing for this really justifiable reason and then there's five or six levels in which the character just does not acknowledge what has been said. It's like, oh, here's yeah. this big bombshell. I'm just not going to acknowledge that for like half an hour's worth of gameplay, which is really weird. Yeah. It doesn't really yeah. work. I'd also say um, not, not to kind of rag on them too much, but let me just put it this way. Like there's three major voice actors in the game and then there's cameos from people like Jim Sterling. But the protagonist's voice actor is Charlie from Charlie is So Cool Like, the YouTube channel. Oh. Yes. His, yeah. his voice acting doesn't really stand up to the other two because the other two are kind of heavyweights. Like, particularly I've, the antagonist is a huge I've super heard heavyweight. A, I've heard a few people say that. I personally disagreed. I really like Charlie's um, voice acting. I, I've seen a lot of people who've disagreed with me and that seems to be the popular opinion. Um, I don't know. I thought his voice had sort of a... It had a nice charm to it. Um, having completed the narrative, it was 
the right kind of slightly posher than the average British voice that it needed to be for yeah. what they were trying to, for where they were trying to position that protagonist in society. Um, I thought he fit. I never at any point was like, I never noticed that his voice stood out as not as strong as the others. Um, yeah. so, to, yeah. to me, it was the contrast between him, Andy Serkis and Danny Wallace. It's like, yeah, uh, that, that is you're too about very... to wait fighting in a heavyweight ring, you know? Yeah. I, I can appreciate that, but um, yeah, it's, Although, it's a real shame. you could argue that getting to act or voice act with people who are much better than you is going to help him get a lot better quicker. So maybe the next time we see him in a game. Sure. But I think yeah, you could also argue that people awesome. uh, shouldn't be kind of required to, <laughs> what, fund, to fund his tutorial, you know? Yeah. Nothing. Like this, this, all, this all being said, I'm, I'm sort of being a bit negative on the, on the plot it's a very ambitious plot and I really liked a lot of what it was trying to do. Um, without spoiling too much, there is some interesting stuff that basically suggests that this is a Thomas was alone sequel. Um, <laughs> some of those text logs are really amusing in how they sort of set up how Thomas was alone led into what is basically a corporatocracy of England. Yeah. And it's very interesting how that narrative led into the sort of the, the law that establishes like where this game started, even if it would be more interesting if we were playing through that bit of narrative, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Um, uh, I, I like, they were trying something very ambitious. Like the main aim of the narrative seems to be, here is a sort of a man in a very privileged position in society trying to incite a revolution for people who are much worse off than him yes. from the safety of his VR setup. Oh wait, when people try and do what I'm showing them how to do, they're having to pay consequences uh, maybe I have a bit of a moral conundrum on my hands here. And that's a really interesting setup that just never gets fully explored properly. Yeah. Mm. So. so I'm at, from this conversation, as a person who hasn't touched it at all, I can't tell if you guys would recommend the game or not. I, Depends. Do you like stealth? Are you a, are you a person I'm bad at it, games? but I enjoy it. Yeah. I, that's where I'm from. I'm bad at it, but I don't like dislike it. I really enjoyed this stealth game. It was... Okay very well paced like over its hundred levels every 10 levels or so you get like a new gadget that's introduced and it's like hey here's a safe space to explore this gadget we'll give you some levels where it interacts with other things we'll build it into your standard repertoire then we'll introduce a new gadget it was very well paced in that regard it was never too difficult you could usually get through by brute forcing if you got stuck and i enjoyed it the whole way through as someone that is not very good at stealth games so i would recommend it mechanically but don't go in expecting as cohesive or polished a narrative as thomas was alone was it's definitely a bit more of a spotty inconsistent story mm -hmm. mm. for me it's a bit different because i don't enjoy stealth and i'm not very good at it anyway so it doesn't really matter one way or the other but because the narrative wasn't as strong as thomas i don't like puzzle platformers either but i enjoyed thomas because the narrative is what drug me through it it's kind of the same sort of idea of like stanley parable and you know you can use the term walking simulator or whatever you like you know virtual installation whichever you prefer whatever genre you like but stanley parable kind of stood out to me as like i usually don't like this sort of very light gameplay experience the story narrative kind of thing but i really loved stanley parable and with Thomas, it was the same. I'm not a big fan of Puzzle Platformer. I really like Thomas because the narrative is what got me through. That could have worked with volume. It could have got me through this. But because the narrative was much more much more sparse and less sort of personable and kind of adorable and enchanting like uh, like Thomas was, it 
didn't keep me interested, but I can definitely appreciate the solid, tight mechanics. Now, it's obviously a good stealth game. I mean, anyone can see that. Right. Hmm. So yeah, uh, volume. That's that's kind of interesting. It's not bad. You know, it's it's certainly a it's a big jump from his first game, which was a bunch of colored blocks having feelings. Yeah, you know? I I was impressed at how polished this was. I was also impressed at the length. I did not expect it to take me eleven hours to get through the core levels. Not to mention it's lot... got a level editor. Like, and yeah. there's already levels online for it, so... That level editor's really robust, and there's already some very nice community levels going up, so... Oh, yeah. There's a lot of content in there if you enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a good value proposition for people mm. that like pure stealth. You know, it's not stealth action. I like stealth action. Mo mostly because oh. it rewards me for being bad at stealth. It's like, I'm going to sneak, I'm going to sneak, I'm pretending I'm a super sneaky ninja. Oh, damn it, I uh, maybe alerted a guard. It's okay, I have magic, or I stab them in the face, or whatever, you know? That's stealth action to me. That's why I like stealth action okay, more. Okay, yeah. Because I'm bad, basically. <laughs> stealth action caters to the fact that I suck at stealth. So that's nice. Yeah, uh, hopping off from there, can I do a follow-up on Swindle? Yes, Because by when I wound up yeah. playing way more of that game, I was like, I'm going to revisit this. I'm going to try to like get further than I did originally. I think you did see... get further than me, actually. How, how many I... levels did you get in on that? Um, I got to New Belgravia. I got like three oh, zones. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm there in. as well. So you're about the same place I am. Uh, I've been playing a lot of that game. I've been restarting a ton. So I've yeah. gotten to the point. I've gotten to the point now where if my first dude has died within the first zone at all i just restart yeah because, because you like, lose the experience you lose because you experience lose the experience and the you know? money and it just yeah. like it's not like when you're under that time constraint i'm like no if i can't if i can't nail this first zone like if i can't get through the slums without dying then i don't deserve to keep moving on like that's kind of how i feel and it keeps you from getting those abilities since the game ramps up in difficulty whether or not you're able to ramp with it or not yeah. you know it's it behooves you to just um, sort of assess, like, am I getting abilities quick enough? Am I getting enough money quick enough? Uh, but just like we said last week, um, the first the first uh, level can totally bone you. Oh, absolutely, like you, yeah. You have to get at least 100 pounds within that first level. And if you don't, you can't get that first ability, and then you're, you're fucked. Like, you're not getting enough money fast enough. It then, slows you down you way more than computers. you think, you know? Yeah, so I... I if you play this game, if you don't get a hundred bucks in that first level, just restart. Restart it. Seriously, seriously, it's yeah. not it's not worth it. But um, one I, just, thing I don't that know I why thought... they just don't give you hack by default. Like they'd solve that, that problem very nice. easily. But it's only a hundred pound uh, ability. Just give you hack at the start. Like, yeah. I don't know why they don't do that. It's strange. It'd be really nice. Uh, but one thing one thing that I thought was interesting after playing it more was I realized a lot of the since we were talking about uh controller or not controller but control issues like mm -hmm. mechanic issues. Yeah. I realized a lot of the things that I wanted were things that you would unlock later. Like things where I was like, why on earth wouldn't they let me like, like wall grab or why wouldn't they let me, um, oh, what was, what was the big one? Oh, why wouldn't they let me jump off of windows? Stuff like that. And those are like abilities that you can buy yeah. later, uh, which wound up being, yeah, which wound up being kind of interesting to me. Cause I was like, I feel like a lot of the complaints that I'm having are being addressed as long as I make the money to address them, you know, which which is kind of an interesting way to do it. But I do I do think that it's a little bit unforgiving at the very beginning. Uh, and each zone, you definitely 
it, it has that same sort of a feel like Darkest Dungeon and things like that, where you have to be prepared to throw a lot of characters to fodder in order to learn how all of the new machines work, um, in order to figure out the best way to deal with certain situations. Like I've realized mines, it's so much easier to just like go to a mine, click it, and then run away and let it explode. And right. like maybe take some mach other machines with it rather than trying to get through it unless that's the only way I can get to a computer or something important, right? Mm. Um, stuff like that that you don't learn unless you've accidentally died to a mine a couple times and you're like, there's a better way to do this, you know? So it, it winds up being very frustrating, but I, I really, really like that game. I've probably played a few hours of that game like every day. <laughs> in this last week like it's just it's really fun and you don't you don't have to be listening and it's it's also the sort of game that um it rewards you taking your time so it's a really good game if you're looking for games that you can watch tv and play at the same time it's a really good game for that because you can be like i'm safe here what's going on all right cool sick that machine's in the right place now kill it and you know you can you can really you can play the game slowly if you want to, as you long as you're not You have caught. to, you know, r rushing through is, there's no benefit to rushing a level, because as long as you haven't been detected, you can be in that level as long as you like. It does not yeah. matter. I'm wondering, I, I still haven't entirely figured out how you get those bonuses. Like the ghost bonus, I thought was entirely hinged on whether or not you were caught. But sometimes I don't get the ghost bonus, even if I wasn't caught. I think to get ghosts, don't you have to also collect all the cash in a level and then get out without uh, tripping the alarm? Oh, I thought maybe. That was it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's those two things. Yeah. And then the other one is like, uh, I there's don't remember what it's called. There's an aptitude. aptitude. Yeah, that's purely from abilities. Like if you have like hack aptitude level two, you get a multiplier automatically, which gives you extra. Right. It's extra money based on how much money you hacked in the level. And then there's the experience mo modifier, which is like, my character's been alive for five heists. So I get an experience modifier, which multiplies the amount of money I get. Right. Which is why keeping your characters alive is so goddamn important, because that multiplier can really build up in a major way. Yeah. yeah, don't do what I did on stream, which is get so frustrated that you just start, like, walking in with your new character and getting caught immediately and being like, fuck it, I don't even care. <laughs> just, like, killing everybody. Just like, I don't... Like, so salty. You're going to get very <laughs> salty playing this game. But I think it's, I think it's really fun. It's hugely frustrating. Uh, it it yeah. really is still down to the fact that I just don't think the controls are anywhere near as tight as they need to be for a game like mm. that. I really think that you need a lot of precision in that game and you just don't have it. But if you can get over that, it is a really fun game. It's got some really nice ideas behind it. And I I don't I can't imagine how more difficult this game is going to get because I moved on to New Belgravia as well. And I was like, right, well, most of, the, most of the robots now have firearms that instantly kill you from half a room away. Oh, and if you get detected, like blast doors come down and electrical yes! traps activate the blast sorry Fuck. the blast doors are the fucking worst i'm like no because before yeah kind of like what uh laura was saying with volume um like before if you got caught and you were like there's just one room left you could just kind of like beast mode and through leave. and just yeah. like kill yeah. everything you know hack the computer and then get out of there but now it's like i might get trapped or like I might spend all this time trying to get to this zone and then realize that the blast doors are closed and then the police are here and I'm fucked. You yeah. know, it's, it's, in, yeah. But I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how much harder does this fucking game get? Like how many Ludicrously, more from what I elements can, tell. can, yeah. How many more things can they incorporate to just make you want to die? 
And that's why I'm not playing that particular stealth game because I'm no good at them. <laughs> Fucking difficult. It's the art style is super cool. Yeah, I'll it, give them that. To be fair. I love the music as well. It's That's yeah. absolutely fantastic heist music. Mm. It's lovely. But yeah, th Great. that game is definitely flawed, but if you're willing to persist with it, it's a good time. Mm. What else have we been playing this week? Jesse hasn't talked about a game yet, I don't think, have no, he you? No, he has not. He has not. Jesse, tell us about a game. I don't know. I don't know what I've been playing this week. Oh, I don't why did you play? Oh, why did you play? Uh, ah. I played. Hmm. Played a bunch of games. I mean, uh -huh. I don't know. Yes. They're all videos on my channel, though. So I don't. What the fuck am I gonna be like? Yeah, hey, but go like watch none of us watches there, your channel. So come on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not interested in explaining to you what I played. Oh, well, I want to tell you what I played this week. <laughs> I've been watching three hours of your fucking Let's Play viewers, to get some information. Come on. Viewers, go watch my channel. There no, you go. don't Done. do that. Demand that he tells channel. us about it now. Uh, I played uh, one game that turned out to be very weird. Um, it was a game called Untitled. That oh, that you did that on Greenlight, oh. didn't you? Yes. Mm. That is legitimately like, it starts out as a indie PT-ish psychological horror game and as you go through progressively gets scarier and scarier until you get the ending which is like what just happened and i don't even want to spoil it because i would say go play it so that you two can be like wait what <laughs> just, like, just literally <laughs> wait, at the end, just like, happened, wait, wait what and it's yeah it's one of those things where when you hit the end and you're like hold on what and it's a real sort of like wait what did i just do <laughs> um, and then I played Party Hard, which is a game that uh, I'm still playing it. I kind of love it. Um, it is the easiest concept in the world. You are a man who is tired of his fucking neighbors partying, so you go and murder all of them. And <laughs> oh, so okay. That sounds amazing. I am so are... excited. <laughs> so basically, it, there's multiple levels of parties. And you have to kill everyone at the party without being detected by the police or by uh, other people at the party. or You just can't be spotted. And there are multiple ways to kill people with traps and with, like, setting this, you know, the gas in the stove or, or having lawnmowers run over, you know, like crazy shit. And so oh, the entire like time is there's, like, there's, like, 50 people at the party. You need to kill all Why 50 people. Why is there a horse? <laughs> sometimes there's every party is randomized except like the the zone isn't so the party you're seeing probably is the the barbecue so every time you go in there there's different things happening so one time there was a horse one time there was a, a walter white drug deal going down and i discovered two things about that one you can try and kill those guys but if you wait eventually the swat shows up and busts them all for you because there's two big buff security guards with walter white and so in order to like, I thought you had to kill those guys, but if you miss one, then you have this giant-ass fucking security guard walking around, and if you try to kill him, he'll just punch you in the face and knock you out. So I'm like, uh, what do I do? So eventually, security guards, or the, the SWAT team just showed up and busted the, the drug deal, and I was like, yay! Um, but why, why a horse, though? I asked the same question. Why, Look, is, the, why a, is there a horse? There's a dude walking around at that party who looks suspiciously like Danny Sexbang that I kept trying to kill. <laughs> <laughs> and he would he would he would run away from me i'm like get back here sex bang it, it's a very silly over the top borderline offensive game and it is a lot of fun like i it's super stressful like because the objective is to not get caught 
And so you have to be slow and methodical. And if you aren't, some asshole is going to walk in on you murdering someone and be like, oh, and once what they call an the asshole, what a dick. <laughs> You can't do anything. Like, there's a few ways to get out. Like, you can jump through a window and, like, play cat and mouse and, like, hide from them. And eventually they'll give up because whatever. Uh, but then a dude who looks like Mario shows up and closes off that escape hatch. So you can only use it once. Yes. <laughs> what? So you can only use the escape hatch once. So basically sometimes you have a one, like, all right, I get a second chance to not screw up. But it is, yeah, eventually you go to boats. There's top of building parties. There's mansion. There's all these different parties you go to, and each one be it becomes progressively harder to hide your kills, and so you have to be very careful about how you do it. It is definitely a silly, silly game. I'm convinced was created to be streamed. I'm convinced of it. It's a game that was created to be streamed. I think that's a genre now. Oh, it oh is. yeah, um, yeah. Street, I think that's games. more than one. I think that's more than one genre. I think yeah, there it are is. I mean, there's, yeah. the, there's the one, I mean, Choice Chamber is maybe the biggest example of something that was obviously created to be streamed because it was literally funded by Twitch. You know, they made a okay. game that's like, this is a kind of platformer thingy where the viewers can screw with what I'm doing on purpose. <laughs> and then there were the ones that ended up being accidental streaming games like Drawful and Fibbage. And then, of course, yeah. they brought out Quiplash, which was like, oh, yeah, there's a streaming audience for this. We should maybe make it so that that's incorporated into the game in some way, which mm. they then did with the the voting system and a couple of options. It's like you can increase the uh, delay in order to make it work better on streams and so on and so forth. But yeah, I mean, some games are being designed in some way to Feels be like more it. appealing to streaming now, mm. which it makes definitely sense. Feels, like the way they've designed that game, it feels like it was like one of those games that would be a great stream game. Mm. Uh and if you're yeah, wondering again fun. what the plot is, the plot is legitimately like there's a detective at the beginning who's just like, tell, tell us about the story again of the like you were the lead detective on the the party hard killings. And the guy's like, all he wanted was some peace and quiet. And then, just, <laughs> and then it just then it just cuts to the alarm going off at 3 a.m. or like the, the clock hitting 3 a.m. And your guy just wakes up and there's like, whoa, 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 about sound. And you just. Goes to a drawer, pulls out a knife, and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill everyone. I'm like, I get this killer. I understand this guy. Like, Jesse, I, I need I need you to explain something to me, Jesse. So I get the first, like, murder. I get it's 3 a.m. Yes. I want to sleep. The party's happening. I'm going to yes. kill everyone at the party. That I get. Presumably, at that point, the house next to him is pretty quiet. How are these other parties disturbing him? I want to let you know, all you need to know is that, that there's one amazing scene where they cut to him with the mask on, and the way the blood is smeared across the mask, he looks like one of the members of Jem and the Holograms. That's all you need to know. The man That's is too fabulous. He's too fabulous not to fucking kill. That's all I'm saying. He's so fabulous, people need to die. Okay, that, that is an acceptable justification. He's too fabulous not to kill people. Thank you. Right? You have answered all of That's my questions. We got a little bit of the old ultraviolence going on there. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> okay. Ha. Huh. Well then. That game sounds amazing. Sounds a hell of a lot better than Hatred. It's like, at least oh. he kind of had a justifiable reason. Hatred was yes. bollocks. But Party it's Hard than... was bollocks. It's better than some Party... games I played this week. I played some weird things this week as oh, I. Oh, really? You know, that seems so out of character. Do. Don't, um, you don't say. <laughs> I don't say. Uh, so after, you know, John Cena's Sexy High School Adventure 2, um, I discovered a kind of really well made visually and really solid uh really tightly made uh 3d platformer 
Okay. Cold freedom poopy. Oh, no. Yes, good. Go oh, on. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm looking this up. What? <laughs> it's on Steam Greenlight. There's a demo you can no, find. Uh, it's an Unreal Engine 4 um, game where you play a piece of feces with an eyeball bouncing around as uh, in a platforming level trying to find the toilet to maybe find your way out. And it looks really Lovely. good. It is a stupid game, and I don't like the idea of it. But it looks really good. How do you spell poopy? How do you spell poopy in this game? P double O P I E. Oh, it's not Y. It's I E. No, poop E I E. But it's a really visually impressive game on the most fucking stupid idea. I mean, it sounds amazing, though. It's. I don't quite know what it is. It looks great for a big piece of poop with an eyeball. It looks great. <laughs> it's a really high quality piece of poop with an eyeball on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> This is oh, very dear. impressive. Oh, it's all puzzle platformer shit. Never mind. I'm out. Yeah, it is. I told I'm you. Out. You said that, Jesse. It's you only paid attention once the poop happened. No, look. I was busy looking up the poop. I want to see this what is... the poop was. Well, if you, if you want to do some puzzle platforming and you also kind of like poop, I guess this is the game for your niche. That's my niche. That's yeah. my wheelhouse. Wherever, wherever Dodger is around here somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where the windows are. There's like a cross section that is some sort of Venn diagram of Dodger's life. Like shit. Cat, cats. And poop. puzzle platform, cats. Anime shit. Dick butt shirt. Yeah, all that all combined. So there's one little tiny area where it all overlaps. And that this is, is just Dodger. Dodger's. It's just your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that was a thing I found this week because I have to talk about something weird I found. That's kind of what I do. Um, did any of you play a game called Beyond Eyes that came out this week? I haven't no, played I it yet. Yeah, I grabbed it. I haven't touched it yet, though. It's really interesting, but it's far longer than I think it needs to be. Okay. Um, it's a very interesting game. For anyone that doesn't know, um, you play as a young girl who's uh, wasn't born blind, but she's gone blind during life, and she sort of befriended this cat that she's friends with now because she's blind and the cat goes goes and runs off and she decides she's maybe like eight years old or so i'm just gonna wander out of my house and go and try and find where my cat went and the entire idea is it's very sort of like the unfinished one where you've got a completely empty white world at first and depending on sort of like um smells or um, things that you bump into or touch or sounds you hear will influence how the world appears um I think the game's at its most interesting when it's not relying on some of the more primary senses like touch um, to paint the world. Um, a good example might be initially you might hear something that sounds sort of very loud and very scary. And um, the first it's like a dog, but it might appear much larger and more menacing in the world than it actually is based mm. on sort of how she's heard it and how she's interpreting based off that sound. Yeah. And as you get right. closer, you might sort of interact with it using a second sense. And it's like, Oh, it's not as big and scary as it seemed. Um, those are the times when this game's really interesting. It's a very sort of slow paced, um, relaxed game. I was very much enjoying it for about three or four environments. And then I started to realize, Oh, mechanically this is going to be the same for the entire game yeah that's and, what that's kind of what i i watched jim's mm -hmm. video on it and it was the fear that i had when i first saw it at e3 i think it was like oh this looks absolutely adorable and beautiful in every way and it's not gonna have any gameplay is it's, it this this is a game that needs to be maybe 20 minutes long mm, yeah. um i think right. and that's a real shame because like 
each of the environments is has their own like sort of beautiful little charm like there's one level where it's raining and because of that um sort of your vision of the world around you is getting sort of washed away behind you yeah like there are various interesting little ideas it does but they're too padded out with just you're in a different place continue to walk around walking very slowly exploring the world very slowly and if you're in the mood for that kind of game it is a beautiful game in that regard yeah, it, it looks, looks beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, it, it is well worth a look. If you've got it, give it a look. It is worth, you know, you might just have a bad day and want to just do something a bit somber and relaxed. And this is a really beautiful game. But you will get maybe 40 minutes into it and be like, yeah, this, I've... this gameplay mechanic loop isn't going to give me anything new. And no, it's like then... I have seen what there is to see. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, Did you finish it. I did. Um, how long it's was a it? game. It's it's a game about a missing cat, and the ending is exactly what you expect. I spent a couple of hours with it, but like mm-hmm. the ending is like, well, it's. It, I'll give you two guesses how a game about someone who's gone looking for their cat, they either find the cat or they don't. Um, the <laughs> yeah. ending's not hugely surprising. Yeah, it's it's a bit disappointing because I really love, I love the game. I love the mechanics. I wish that the entire narrative had been wrapped up in a much more condensed time frame. Right. Which is a shame. Yeah, I, I did I kind of expect else... that might happen. Mm. I wonder what else they could have done with it, though. Like, like how could they have expanded on those mechanics or made it more interesting as you continued to play? It's, that's I don't know that they could have. Do. You know, I mean, it's hamstrung by its own uh, kind of premise, isn't it? You know, it's a, you are blind, yeah. ergo, it's not logical that you were like, I mean, even people are like, well, what if there was a run button? It's like, you're blind. That You know, you're not going to be running around yeah. the place. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very, very held back by what it's designed to be it is definitely designed to be a gentle slow exploration of the world yes and it is a beautiful slow paced uh, beautiful exploration of the world but that is like there isn't anything to really interact with as you go um the main things that change as you go through will be things like oh i've never heard the sound of perhaps this character's never been to the beach before so it's like, oh, what is this big wall of sound that's causing this weird-looking thing to it? And sort of as you get closer to the ocean, it might become more clear, sort of, like, as you're interacting with it with touch, you might get a better idea of what this big wall of sound is. A lot of the sort of difference to the exploration tends to be, here is a, a, a sense that you have not had triggered before. It's You don't quite know how to expect what it's going to be based on that sense. As you get closer, you get a better picture of what the thing is. And... It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's wonderful. I love that the game exists. It, you know, kind of was longer than it needed to be. And um, that's the only criticism I have of it, that getting to the end, I'm glad I finished it, but I wish that I had finished it sooner than I did. Sure. Mm. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the games we've been playing this week and then move on to the news such as it is, which is not a great deal. But it's okay. Someone from EA said something silly. That's fodder. We'll deal with that. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Do not go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hi. Mm. Hi. I was going to say Skype might be broken for a second, then I realized you were just fucking with me. No, we're I, all just tired. We're low energy. Yeah. I'm putting in... Look, every time I've I've been trying to work, so I'm putting in the met, the metadatas. So the sorry. metadatas. I was putting exciting. in the metadatas. Mm. 
I have been going through my work experience intern's uh, work that he has to edit for tomorrow because he is being an unpaid intern, so I'm making him do things. <laughs> sweet, sweet interns. Yay. Make me a uh, coffee. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I played the cat machine. Of course you <gasps> did. <laughs> what that is game. the cat machine? The cat oh, machine and, yeah, has, has literally no premise. So the cat machine, the uh, idea is that um, you show up in this world where multicolored cats are like, we are all the cats that Schrodinger accidentally killed in boxes. And oh so God. we exist in like an alternate universe and you must create the perfect machines that allow us to enter into Earth's orbit and keep the planets aligned. <laughs> what? Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Wait. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why I don't did need you it not to, tell, Why fine. did you not tell me about this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I need it's... to know about cat games. I'm sorry. Yes. So the cat machine. You should play it. Um, I got, I think what, like. What is, what is this on? Is this PC? Uh, it's, yes. I got it on Steam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's a game where you have uh, cats that are coming out in a sequence of colors. The cats can only go on um, routes that have the same color as the cat who's in the front. So you're trying to get all of the cats to sort of float off into space one at a time. Um, but that means that you have to you have to plan it out. So like a really simple one is here's the starting point. Here's the ending point. It always ends with a white cat. So the last strip is already there for you. You know where it has to go to and it'll be like it'll be like blue blue cat red cat white cat you can be like all right so i need a blue strip here and then a red strip here and then it hits the white strip and then all of the cats float off into space right but then it eventually it gets into areas where you have to you have like so many cats that you're just doubling back and fucking doing loop-de-loops and you oh my god it gets J really, jesse really looks crazy. like he's suffering right now what's wrong jesse nothing nothing i'm sure some children out there might think this game is wonderful. Some some very children could not do this game. This is a difficult I... game, Jesse Cox. This, this is a game for really bloody cool they... adults, from the sound of it. Yeah, this is a yeah. this is Strongly a difficult brain game for adult people. Strongly yeah. disagree. Are, are you are you so insecure in your adulthood that you are afraid to play a game about cute cats in space? Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, the concept is phenomenal. The gameplay looks like it would drive me crazy in two seconds. Like I don't. That's what I'm saying. Kids can't do this shit. <laughs> yeah, well, no one, no one's supposed to do break. it. That's why games like this don't exist, except for like on like Luminosity or whatever that fucking website is, which is like train your brain. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> oh my god! Remember those commercials? I haven't seen those in a while. I just saw another one that was like, "Check out our new games," and they actually look like real games. I was like, "One on day, mate." And yeah, it was like what? fish. You have to have fish in a tank or some shit. I was like, what is this? And cat machine doesn't look good to you. Fish <laughs> in a tank game sounds awesome, but cats yeah. floating into space in color coordinated fashion doesn't sound look, good. I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. Fuck cats. Cats are stupid. <gasps> right. Right. Can, can, can we get look, Jesse off the podcast? I'm, I'm, I'm making the voting here now. Can we get rid of him? Someone had to say it. Fuck cats. Have you, you heard me? Chat. Chat. It cats. no longer breaks my chat. heart. I, I need your help, chat. Get Jesse off the podcast right now. Demand is, that this what happen. Is, what is the best? What is the best thing I can do for a for a gift where I just go, fuck cats? What is the best image that I can make for the internet here? Like, oh, fuck you cats. Would need, you would need to be like wearing 
a shirt that has cats all over it. <laughs> Just oh, say, yeah. fuck cats. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll do that. Next time. Gonna, Next time. Yeah. I'm going to figure out the best gift so that people can then put fuck cats at the bottom of it and then send it to me every time I say fuck cats. They're hairy that's a pretty as good shit. One. Fuck cats is a pretty good fuck, fuck cats, cats gift. Yeah, stupid cats. Dogs are better. Dogs cats. are bullshit. Dogs are bullshit. Dogs are amazing. Dogs are... They dogs are right, you're both getting kicked off they're, the show at this point. You're both different. wrong. Both horribly wrong. Whoa, are, are you one of those like, I like both animals. Pick a side, TV. We're at war. Get out of here. Yeah, nope, with you. I'm Sweden on this one. Get out of it. Well, cats thankfully, thankfully, the cats over dogs people outnumber you two to one, Jesse. So, on the <laughs> internet, in the real world, it's all about dogs. On the internet, no one, like I give a shit about the internet. Uh, no yeah, one's on I, the internet. If you were to to take like just my apartment building, it would be yeah, like three to one dog lovers for sure. In the real world, people love dogs. And on the internet, can't buy cats poop in, all by themselves. Yeah, in the real world, people are idiots. In yeah, your house, who would, on your who floor, want, in a box. Who wants to own something that shits in a box? Who wants who a pet wants where you have to physically shit? pick up its shit? Have, Why yeah, would you want that pet? They we can hire poop someone without me having that. to get up. It's pretty great. Yeah, I let my cats outside. They go poop in a, in a bush. Everything's fine. You literally fine. just hire one person who comes every day and scoops your litter box, and that's all they do. No, that's what we have Orion do. That's his job. That's fine. <laughs> we do have someone that comes to the garden and picks up all of the dog crap and gets rid of it, though, because otherwise it would burn the lawn, apparently. That is there true. You go. Just saying. Was, you choose pretty acid. good. Do dogs have acid manure in soil, yeah, because they've got acidy poops. Yep. Well, another reason, reason to, to, have to dogs. Not support dogs, yeah. Although I do, yeah. I do love dogs. I can't even pretend to be on the dogs, only cat. Dogs aren't, dogs Seriously, aren't it's an entire bad, company that does nothing but that. Like, yeah. Apparently they make a, real, a good amount of money doing this. They just go around people's houses, go to their back garden, and like get rid of all of the dog poop. Yeah. That's it. That's dogs, their, dogs, aren't, the job. dogs aren't that bad, but cats are just... You can't pick dogs over cats. Cats are just... Oh. They're all nope. great. So are rats pick, and lizards. Pets in general are fantastic. Everybody Pets in general are fantastic. Yeah. I want a duckling. Fish. I want <gasps> oh! a duckling. I want a duckling. Baby duck. Oh, yeah. see, I think I think that there's a, a, a perfect way. I think there's a perfect way to raise a goose so that they hiss and attack everybody but you. Better than I, I could go for an what attack goose. What are you goose. talking about? I want an attack geese. Geese are terrifying. When geese like <laughs> run at you hissing and are just like, it's so scary. You no can one's going to mess with you if like, you've got a goose on the leash. You're going to sure raise a goose? Everybody else, yeah. fuck yourselves. They just hiss at you. Back me you up on this. East Coast livers, I... back me up on this. Geese are terrifying. Geese are terrifying, and I will back you up that they would make an awesome, like, terrifying no. pet to have to scare no. people. No! Thank you. No! Why not? Because it's a fucking goose! Just <laughs> because it honks doesn't mean it's terrifying! You literally they don't honk, they Have you ever now met a goose? You. They're fuckers. They're real yeah. fuckers. They will, they will bite you? They're terrifying. Great, great. Alright. I'm just saying, I'd kick that goose in the throat, in its long-ass throat, and then I'd come for you with the goose. It would evade, and you. then you fucked. I'd bash you with your own goose. Just you get one like, shot. Who one. raises a goose? Who <laughs> raises a goose? And I'd hit you with your own dead goose. To and then shame I'd you. you. I'd shame you with your own dead goose. That's <laughs> what I'd would happen. You, and then I'd pay all of my neighbors 
to come to the to the hearing and be like, that goose was always so lovely to me. I'm sure that that man just attacked the goose with no reason. My attorney would come and be like, would you please lift up your shirt? And he lift up his shirt, and there'd be all these fucking goose bites because your goose is a fucking menace. It was it was goose self defense. It was goose self defense. Show also, me on the doll why the goose. You were gonna kick it in the throat, and it knew. <laughs> and what we makes you think we're only gonna raise one goose? We'll raise an army of geese. Yeah. You can maybe like fight off one goose. You can't fight off an army. Laura of geese. and I are crazy geese people. <laughs> Just like raise a million geese and are like straight out of goose. I will help I like you set up a goose that's an farm somewhere. Universe. I like the, <laughs> this alternate universe where we're crazy geese people. Yeah, yeah, alternate. Wait. They're trying to lure us into a false insecurity. Yeah, we'd never do that. Ever. No, that's not a thing we would do. Just in the background, there's just geese everywhere. See, that's why I am you've been planning to tame all those dodos. It's it's your practice yes. for taming the geese. I was literally about to say my plan with the dodos is to give them max health and then give them max melee damage. <laughs> So that when people come for me, they're just like, they'll just attack. <laughs> if I can keep them alive long enough, which I don't have a whole lot of faith in. So, do but... we want to talk about video games? I'm Googling games <laughs> with geese in them. Uh... Goose game. Uh, Witcher 3 has goose. And when you run by them, they go, rap, 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 and they fly around flapping their, their wings. Because it's amazing. They lose their shit. And then they run into bars and drink. Yay. Woo. There we go. That's a, that's in a game. That is that is a game about geese. A There's a board game about geese. geese called The Game of Goose, which was I'm looking at the brief history of it. It's been around for a while. Circa 3000 BC, the discus of Phaestus and the siege of Troy, apparently. So yes, the yep. game of goose has been around since then. Since ancient times, people have known that geese are a mighty noble animal. Indeed. And we shall harness since them. Since ancient for times, our we have known there are a bunch of fuckers. Yeah, if only we things. know how to train them right, we will punch them in the face and feed them berries, and we will train them to be ours. I mean, that was and basically we'll the plot of Jurassic World. steal them from their World. original families first, so that they yeah, have nothing to grasp families. to take them back to their old life, and then yeah. they'll completely accept us. Mm -hmm. Oh dear. Alright, so, back onto video games before this goes to- gets What's the game hand. you've been playing, TB, aside from m mobile monster- Mobile disappointment. And, yeah. and John, yeah. John Cena's sexy high school adventure, of course. <laughs> Yeah, that that's the problem, really. I haven't had a huge amount of opportunity to play that much. There's a couple of things today that I wanted to try playing, like Zombie, for instance, which oh, yeah. is, yeah, that's the port of Zombie U from a few years ago, but on PC without any of the interesting gamepad stuff and without <laughs> the multiplayer. Uh, I mean, Have you had a chance to try it? I have. It's just a bloody clunky game, isn't it? That's, uh, it's... Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's a game that was already bloody clunky, but had one interesting mechanic, which was how it used the gamepad. Pad, and now it and doesn't have the, that. The interesting thing it doesn't have anymore. Yes, because uh, it's, yeah. it's it's a zombie survival permadeath thingy that's in single player, and you're in England, so there are zombie beef eaters, which is hilarious, mm. and a cricket bat is a melee weapon, which is hilarious. I mean, I've heard they've they've done a little bit more to it because if I recall correctly, the first one only had like one melee weapon, but this one seems to have a bunch more, and. Mm. Uh, it's it's really that, it's slow and it's strange yeah. it's really odd like it's like hey pick up uh, you're being kind of lectured by this guy it's like hey yeah get the bug out bag i'm like okay i got the bug out bag what's in the bug out bag now you have wrist mounted radar i'm like i fucking what <laughs> it's like yeah you have zombie radar now it's like how how do i have this thing 
And oh, you, there's a scanner. And the scanner lets you. Oh my like, god, it's like Dragon Ball Z all over again. You can scan no, an entire room. We can room. find these big rocks with this scanner. Yeah, <laughs> you can scan an shot. entire room and it will tell you which of the zombies has loot on it and which isn't. It could tell if a door is locked or unlocked just by scanning it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. This is really weird. It's it's a kind of bullshit game anyway, and like the only thing I found like I picked it up when the Wii U first came out, the original yeah. Zombie U. And watch title, yeah. yeah, and it was interesting because of its gamepad mechanic, which was basically anytime you are looting a corpse or trying to hack a door or doing uh, going through your inventory and switching out your items, you had to look down at the gamepad, and the yes. game did not pause. No, and the whole idea was keep an eye on two screens at once. Um, there might be something trying to come and kill you. If you spend too long trying to deal with these things you need to do on the touchscreen, you might get killed. Yeah. If I recall correctly, there was also a multiplayer mode where, like, one guy kind of could command the oh, zombies using the gamepad. Yeah, pad. one person could, like, drop on the map where they wanted the zombies to turn up. It yeah. wasn't great, but... It was interesting um, enough, you know. It, it was, was a neat it was, idea. It wasn't bad. It was an interesting concept. Everything that was interesting about it is gone in this version. It's just kind of a weird, slow, subpar zombie permadeath thing in london that came out three years too late i mean this you know that game was initially released on november 2012 on the wii u so it's a little bit weird that it's now making its way over Mm. Mm, yeah i mean so far i'm not hugely impressed by it i've also got to admit if any of you suffer simulation sickness like i do Oh, that game will give you plenty. It has a very, very God, narrow yes. field of view. And it's like, it has mm-hmm. an FOV option. It's like, plus 10%. That's as high as it goes. I'm like, you fucking what? Uh, I was talking to Force earlier, who's been on the show a couple of times, and he's like, yeah, I'm not usually really affected by that, but I had to pull my chair all the way back, like, and play with a gamepad, because if I looked at it like a normal monitor, it just made me feel sick. So, yeah, that's great. That's lovely. $20, um... And it makes makes me motion sick, so I imagine mm. it'll make quite a few other people motion sick as well. So that wasn't exactly brilliant. Um, it does run really well, like, but then again, it's a 2012 Wii U game. It bloody well better. Outside of that, I tried a little bit of how do you pronounce this correctly? Because if you if you read it off, if you read it off, you'd probably just say, "Oh, it's Junta, isn't it Hunter? A military hunter? hunter? Yeah. Yes, it's called it's Sim that- Hunter." And you are playing a dictator and it's kind of a statistics management sort of game where you're tweaking various things like, I want to increase allowances, decrease allowances. I wish to execute my chief of police and so on and so forth. And then little events happen. You're trying to keep control of your country, the dictatorship of Rizuania or something along those lines. And also siphon off money to your Swiss bank account. I mean, it seems interesting enough, but the weird thing about that game is that on almost every screen, it's a different resolution. Really weird. So I load the thing, and it's like, okay, right, fine, looks normal. There's no option to change the resolution. I load into the game, suddenly the game is in the top left of the screen. And there's a huge amount of kind of black bars. And then when I go to uh, do the uh, complete the month, it goes four by three and shows you kind of this little thing that's happening. And then it goes back into the game and it's back up here for some reason. I don't know what is going on. It's mm. really, really weird. I think it would actually make it almost impossible to film properly because I'm pretty sure it keeps changing resolution on me randomly, which is kind of annoying because it seems seems fairly interesting. Uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that I like to play around with for a few hours. Just I'm going to tweak stats and this stuff's going to happen. And I like the theme in particular. I mean, I love Tropico for that very reason, even if Tropico is not that great of a kind of management uh, city builder 
But yeah, it looks kind of okay, and it's cheap. It's like $5, but it's some we really weird tech problems with that game. Not sure what's going on with it. So there's that. That is not so good. Yep. I'll tell you what I won't be playing. Final Fantasy Type-0, which just uh, came out on yeah, Steam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that game's locked at 30, uh, which kind of doesn't surprise many people, I don't think, because that was initially a port from, like, the PSP or something like that. Then yeah. they ported it to PS4, now they ported it to PC. Yeah, if you're hoping a Japanese developer would suddenly not lock the game's logic to its frame rate, then it, that's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> sweet, it's got some other problems no. as well. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, this game runs like shit as well. Like, they can't even get 30. There's no graphics options. Like, you can't go... You can basically pick 720p and 1080p, and that's it. So the the controls are apparently rubbish. It's it's a bad port, unfortunately. And it looks like... It really looks like a PSP game. I saw some of the texture work, and I'm like, wow, that looks ancient. So, yeah, there's, I suppose there's only so much polishing you can do on a game like that. Doesn't look good. Does not look mm. good. So I'll be avoiding that one. Outside that, I'll be most playing Dota. The <laughs> premier multiplayer Ooh. misery simulator. <laughs> uh, Dota. I guess so. I get so angry at that game, but the good... It's its like... It's worth it. It's worth it for the good times. You know? You can get a Chocobo if you pre-order Type-0. Screw that. I know a lot of people oh actually did God. it just to get that you item. Get a chocobo, chocobo in your Dota. Chocobo and Dota. Yeah, you you don't want chocobo. a Chocobo. The only reason that that game's even worth having. But yes, I, I had some, played some single... Well, I played some solo rank Q. I had some miserable games. I had some great games. I had people shouting at me. I resisted shouting at them. I, I refused to engage in that because once you start arguing in that game, it never ends. It's just, it becomes, the team falls to pieces. Like, it's like watching the collapse of a society in real time when your team loses its morale and starts blaming each other and then everything falls apart. Because, like, this guy gets killed because he's too busy angrily typing at you and so this guy comes up behind him just whacks someone and then you uh, you argue with him because he did that and then he's like, no, it was your fault. I wouldn't have done that if you weren't so shit and you didn't, like, you placed the ward in slightly the wrong place 20 minutes ago, which is why we're losing, you fuck. And then, yeah. then people from Peru come in and we don't understand what they're saying but we're sure they're angry anyway. This and sounds like a fun video game that I should play and would have a happy fun time playing. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's worth playing. Why that would you not like play Dota? Play. It's a wonderful <laughs> social experience, is what that is. I I detect a hint of maybe not sincerity in your voice, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know where you got that impression. <laughs> why 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 would I even think that with you? I think what? most most people, when it comes to Dota and League of Legends, are in a very strange, abusive relationship with that game, where it's like, when that game is good, it's the best thing ever. When that game is bad, it's fucking misery in every what, way. What percentage of the time is it fucking misery? At 95. Ni good 90, yeah. solid 5%, I think. Yeah. Really? But, TB, but, you need to stop. But, but the 5%? <laughs> We, yeah, had this, we had this wonderful could, comeback where we all came together as a team. You, you could spend that 5% playing, uh, no, that 95%, you could spend it playing interesting small little games and find something that's just as good as Dota. But and it, you'd but, have all this time to play other but things. But you don't understand the sheer joy explosion that comes from destroying the other team after you've been beaten into the joy ground for 45 explosion. straight minutes. It's it's a real thing. You come together Boy, and you feel like you've really learned something about humanity you'd, 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 and your teammates you by the end of it. If you didn't play Dota, instead of having that 95% awful, terrible time, you could be playing lovely new games like 
Sonic Dreams Collection. No pain, for no gain. Damn it. Oh my god, nope. that game. That has, thing. Has, has it been talked about weird. on the podcast yet? No, no it has I not. Have, I have spent so much time in that deep, weird part of YouTube just mm. watching videos of people playing that game. Nope. And it's like it's YouTube oh bait, that game, isn't it? It's completely Every YouTube. Every single bait. video, I'm like, I think there is more to it than just YouTube bait because on the surface, like, it is total YouTube bait. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's called Sonic Dreams Collection. Oh, you it's... played it? Okay, yeah, right. I, I'll I, put I a video at you then. Bit, yeah. Okay, bias. Oh, hooray! <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's for like. It, it's basically fake four fake Dreamcast games from the mid to late 90s that someone's bundled together to be like, yeah, this is games we found that were on Honest. the Dreamcast. We've leaked yeah. them, honestly. Yeah. And it starts off as... It's It starts off fairly normal and gets very, very weird and creepy very fast. I was going to say, um, I skipped to nine minutes into your video and it's already yeah. very weird and creepy. <laughs> yeah. On the surface, it is definitely YouTube bait. It is like, oh, this starts off really normal. Oh, no, now it's gone a bit. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Um... It's really interesting to talk to people about it on an intellectual level because it's this weird creation that's kind of come into into existence at the same sort of time as the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter account has gained oh, self-awareness. Yeah. That thing, and yeah. It seems like we're in this weird state where like the world is just about ready to admit the Sonic games that currently exist are terrible and oh, are oh. nothing to do with why people enjoyed that mascot. Yeah. And that mascot's entire sort of legacy at this point is the weird esoteric parts of the internet that stayed with it through that entire time. And this feels like kind of a parody slash love letter slash weird mockery of the lasting legacy that Sonic the Hedgehog has, which is weird fan fiction where like kids make up their own characters. Yep, yeah, yep. Tv is called like Sonic Sonic the Metal Armed Dark Hedgy and Well, not to mention Sanic being a huge Sanic. thing. Yeah. Um yeah, and weird fetish fan fiction where you're force feeding Sonic and strapping him to tables and climbing inside a character's orifices. It's kind of like my my takeaway feeling from Sonic Dreams Collection is that it is like this is the legacy that Sonic the Hedgehog currently has if that if Sega don't fix that yeah. series game entries. It's a good point. And I kind of I kind of love it like that. I kind of love it looking at it being like, this is what the universe thinks of Sonic right now. Sort yourself <laughs> out, Sega, or this will be how you will forever be remembered. Weird fetish porn and original characters. Yeah. <laughs> that rule thirty four though, that's it's Sonic also becoming a weird sort of alternate reality situation where people that I know and respect are inexplicably just tweeting gifts from this with no context. Last week, directly after the show, a Super mm. Bunny Hop, aka George Weedman, decided he was going to allow Sanic to take over his Twitter account for three hours and did nothing but tweet weird fucking gifts from Sonic Dreams Collection to the point where I spoke to him on Skype and I'm like, did your Twitter get hacked? <laughs> and then he, like, he plays along pretending to have no idea what I'm talking about. And I'm like, you are fucking with me, aren't you? You are doing this on purpose. What the hell? Oh, God. My, my, my only piece of advice, if you do choose to play this, uh, look up online how to uh, get the MMO working. Because, my God, I played through the MMO at the end of this, and I'm pretty sure I may have caused the end of the world to... St a timer for the end of the world to start. I oh think I God. performed some kind of satanic ritual... I'm not entirely it's sure what they did game, in right? there. That's not the MMO. There is an Oculus game in there where you can try and kiss Sonic on the face in a right. VR headset. 
Uh, which is kind of beautiful. Well, the one I yeah. watched was where you're watching you're watching TV with Sonic and you have to tickle him. Yeah, and he yeah. slaps your arm away if you try and do it while he's looking and you get a weird noodle arm. Yeah. It's <laughs> it is something. Speaking of the Oculus, List. incidentally, just a little side I'm, anecdote. I'm so sorry, Jesse. I'm so sorry. Don't apologize sorry. to him. God damn you, internet. <laughs> Can't handle it anymore. So while we were in England and we were up in Newcastle for a few days visiting the parents, there's a, there's a place in Newcastle called the Center for Life, which is this sort of huge kind of interactive sort of science museum thing with rotating ex exhibitions like they've got this huge planetarium and all this stuff and the exhibition they had on i think they still have it until 2016 is called game on 2.0 and it's we collected as many like old video games throughout the ages as we possibly could got them working and set it all up in an area where you can just walk around and play whatever you want so it's got ancient stuff like it's got a working magnavox odyssey there's a vectrix there and stuff like that and it kind of goes all the way through the history of gaming and explains like different aspects and different eras of gaming and all that sort of thing and they have an oculus there so i thought what a great idea why don't i force my parents who were there with me because we were taking orion there to see oh, it basically no. why don't i force them to wear the oculus and the game they had on there was kind of like a, a wipeout style racing game which you can sort of you f go very, very fast, and you sort of go around this tube. And I I don't know. Uh, Laura, have you muted Laura, your mic? Laura, you're muted. I, I muted my mic. I know what this game is. I'm looking up the name. I have it on Steam. Oh, cool. So you know um, what it is, yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but I will tell you in a second. Keep talking. <laughs> and so I played it for a bit, and I'm like, yeah, this is freaking awesome, you know? Because I hadn't... This was a sort of updated version of the Rift. I played a really, really old version of the Rift. This is a much, much better one. It's like, this is pretty cool. And then I, I said to my dad, you've got to try this. And his usual unwillingness, because he refuses to admit that he would ever play a video game ever, even though he was hugely into MechWarrior 3 a long time ago. So I finally get him to wear the thing. He lasts about 10 seconds before I go, nope, nope, nope. Like, take it off. He was freaked the hell out by it. And so was my mother as well. Because, I mean, this thing is fast. And if you've never worn VR before, especially I think if you're kind of a bit older, it freaks you the fuck out. Like, it is yeah. actually kind of scary. Hmm. Yeah, it's One called Radial G, apparently. Radial G. Why mm. could I not... Oh, there it is. Radial G Racing Evolved. Yeah. Um, it is It is a very competent, like, F-Zero on a pipe yes. game. It works really well in, in um, VR. Yeah. I had a very similar experience. Um, I got my fiancé to try Radial G with yeah. um, one of the dev kit ones of the Oculus. And she was enjoying it, but she was like, this is what I, I can't process this. Yeah, my she took brain it off like halfway through it. a race. She was like, I'm not ready for this. It is a weird thing if you've never tried VR before. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to get used to it, honestly. And I think racing games like that are the ones that the brain can most easily process. Because like I'm sitting in a cockpit. So instead of like I'm running around and yet my body isn't moving. Uh, so it's why things like Elite work pretty well in VR. Whereas when JonTron forced me to play Sonic Generations in this weird <laughs> hacked-in VR mode, I lasted about 20 seconds before mm. I'm like, this is, I'm going to vomit. Stop, yeah. please. I, I, I hate everything about this. Oh, I have a recommendation if, you, if you're trying to introduce someone to VR in a sort of very easy, accessible way. There is a free demo available for a game called Pixel Ripped, okay. where you are playing someone who is um, sat playing video games under the desk in school, 
trying to not get caught by their teacher playing them. Okay. And then when you complete the level, the sort of video game, um, like start the, the boss of the, of the video game comes up on your desk and you start fighting it across your pencil cases and things. It's a really nice little game, but the reason it works really well is that it knows exactly how you're going to be in the game world, which is sat down with your hands on a controller that is on your lap, looking forward or looking down. And it's very, because of that, it's very well able to sort of mimic where your body should be in relation to where your head thinks it is. Yeah. And there's not too much movement involved. I found that a really good sort of like introductory game for people where it's like, hey, this sort of lines up fairly with what you're expecting to see. Play a video game under a desk. Oh, no, now the video game's around you. Yeah. I mean, it's, so that's that's a nice one. It, it is interesting how you have to redesign UI and how certain genres really fit with VR and certain ones, probably the ones that people are really excited to play, are going to need a lot more work. Because I hear a lot of people saying, oh, Skyrim and VR would be incredible. I mean, no, probably it Boss. wouldn't. I mean, it, <laughs> Because you don't have the walking sensation. Because then you've yeah. got to think about those omnidirectional treadmills and things like that. Yeah. You know, racing games, phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Space Any sims, phenomenal. Yeah. Anything Met where you're games. sat in a chair with your hands on controls that are roughly in your lap works really well. Exactly, mm -hmm. yes. Um, I mean, the first one that I tried on VR was Hawking. And that was several years ago with a very early prototype of it. That thing gave me vertigo because, like, activate the jump jets. So I activate the jump jets and initial, and I think I'm falling to my death at that point. It's like, <laughs> wow, I'm in the air. Holy shit, this is terrifying. But it works really, really well for that. And then there are certain other games that, you know, like first-person shooters and things like that, that have weird sort of UI issues. And the way that you interface as a person with the device is very unnatural. Mm -hmm. Much, much more unnatural than it would be just looking at a monitor. Um, the, the first one I played, I think was strike suit zero. And again, that's very much a, you're a spaceship slash mech, mech sit thing, in a yeah. cockpit and have controls in front of you. And that worked really well. Yeah. I think the problem with anything first person is anything where you've got, let's say you've got a controller in your hands and you're used to the right stick turning the camera, you will be moving your head to turn the camera, head, but you'll yeah. also instinctively turn, use the stick to move the camera. And that starts really messing with you. Like, that's a big problem with controllers and first-person stuff in VR. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, people are saying that Euro Truck Simulator is apparently awesome in VR. I would imagine oh, it would be. It yeah, is. it is so with good. The steering wheel? Yeah. Mm. When I first got my Oculus, the first thing I did was I put on a podcast in some headphones and I just drove around the English countryside. Awesome. Aww. Because, yeah, I have no life, apparently. <laughs> hey, loads of people love Euro Truck Simulator. That's stupidly popular. Yeah, I, it's one of those games. I never saw the appeal until I started playing it. And then I was like, oh, this is something to do while I catch up on podcasts. And it's oddly calming and addictive. Yeah. And fuck you, person who's um, making the wrong turning and cut me up in the road. Now I'm going to be a nightmare to you for the rest of the journey. And oop, I turned a corner <laughs> too fast. And I turned my truck on its side. Yep. Yeah. That's, it's a wonderfully, <laughs> like, strangely relaxing experience that seemed to resonate with people for whatever reason. It's, it's a well-made game. It really is. <laughs> oh, God. Slow Beef <laughs> is suggesting play Roundabout in VR. Fuck you, Slow Beef. No, thank That's you. No. What, with a first-person view from the inside of the limo? No, 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 you terrible yeah. human being. Oh, my God. That's that's awful. It's, prob it's probably a good time to uh, tell people, by the way, that in two weeks, I believe he's actually going to be on the podcast for the first time. He's been a long-time oh, viewer for years. That, that, will, that will be interesting. We could talk about Let's Play. It will be, it'll be lovely. 
Anyway, yeah, okay. So, any other video games that people have been playing this week? Have uh, they? Have they? I'm trying to find it, and I don't know that that they've released a video of it. But did any of you hear about uh, Kitchen at E3? No. Kitchen? The, the no. VR uh, game. It uh, is a game. Uh, the video. The only videos that exist, and I'm like trying to find the Morpheus one. Yeah, the one that Angry Joe yeah. played oh. and like literally yes. mentioned shits game. about. Yes. Like uh. The only videos that exist online are videos of people losing their shit. Apparently, it's supposed to be, like, the scariest VR game that exists. And a lot of people are saying the reason why is because it uses the whole, like, you're sitting in a chair. And because you're in a chair, all you can do is, like, kind of move your head. And it's that guy. And so the things that are happening in it are horror. Like, I wish, I wish there were videos besides just people's reactions to it. Because everyone was like it is next level like it is it's the first thing where i honestly felt like i was in danger yeah everybody which... keeps saying that and i really want to try yeah. it we we weren't allowed to record off screen at e3 of what the game was doing but it is fucking scary it's it's a lot of hey you are trapped in one position like it's very hard even though you know that like let's say there's a blade very near you you know that it's not real it's still fucking flinching. creepy when there's a blade matter. getting closer and closer to slicing you. Wow. That's really fucking tense. And yeah, the use of VR as well, because it, it, I think mm. that a game like that takes advantage of the limitations of uh, VR rather than trying to fight against them. Yes, mm. like, you're hey, you're in one in place. Chair. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. In, in the game, you're in a chair. There's nothing you can do. And yes. so that's why it's like, holy shit. When you see people, they're mm. losing their mind. Yeah. Yeah, like there's there's a game available. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's it's a VR game in which you have to have your hands on the keyboard and it's all about, hey, you have to stick with your hands here. You're going to see things crawling over your hands. You know there's nothing there, but you're probably going to fucking feel like there is cuz right. it looks like there are. Like those are the things that work really well where it's like, you know this isn't real, but you're going to start having feelings of, "Oh, I don't like this." About I don't it. know yeah. if it's a YouTube video or if it was a TV show and it's going <clears> to <throat> It's about like, <clears throat> excuse me, a guy gets like a fake rubber hand, right? Mm -hmm. And he he basically puts a towel over it. Like he says, give me your hand. And he puts this person's hand under the towel. But on the other side is the fake rubber hand, right? Mm. But visually to the brain, your hand's going through. Now on the other side is the rubber part of the hand. But after a while, when he starts messing with the rubber hand, the brain starts to be like like I, i'm starting to feel something like the people were like they were just it, it's so crazy that like it's definitely not real and they know it's not real because they know their hands under the the blanket but after a while the brain is starting to perceive pain mm -hmm. in the rubber hand where they're like it's not even connected and oh, i was yeah, like on qi supposedly mm. it's really oh, fucking really? yeah it's really fucking easy to confuse the brain into thinking stuff's happening that isn't and once it decides that things are happening, it will react as such. Yes. Yeah, yeah that, that, v, that VR kitchen Morpheus demo, oh, I don't like that. It was not fun. <laughs> Speak, speaking of, of things that I think are going to be uh, not fun, before this podcast started, we were talking about uh, Allison Road, Allison which Road. is a game that's going to be... Ah, uh, yes. That game that looks good, but none of us um, think is going to be fun. <laughs> I don't want to play. I'm going to be horrified. I don't want to play that crap. Uh, for those of oh, you who haven't seen it, gameplay trailer Road, that game looks so good. Holy shit! Yeah, Allison Road. Um, I think their Twitter is Allison Road underscore HQ. 
Like, literally just go look at the screenshots that game. They basically took the concept of PT, which was make something incredibly realistic looking, very simple, that will freak you the hell out, make that a game. And I, I'll be honest, I love that. If they can make it like an hour-long game, that's the perfect length of time in which I'm willing to be scared. And just look at it. Like, it's horrifying. The images from that game are next-level spooky. Not a fan at all, but that's definitely a scary Game Squad game. And I love, I love that that's a new, like, I don't know, genre? A horror game, right? Where it's the like walk around your house gonna... genre. Yeah, the like your house is now the horror game genre. And I think Dodger said like the fact that it's your house makes it even more scary. Mm. Yeah, and it's like uh yeah, we were talking about this before. I was saying that it surprises me because movies figured this out a long time ago, like with the grudge, like a, mm. somebody like being in your bed and being like, I'm safe here. I'm in my <laughs> house, I'm in my bed, and then looking under the covers and having like the thing that bumps in the night, like well, in bed with you, like that sort of shit is like, nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. You well, know, like that makes it way more terrifying. That's why the first paranormal activity worked so well is it's just, hey, wouldn't it be bad if there was creepy stuff in the dark corners of your house? And yeah. yep, you give an average looking house and creepy stuff in the dark shadows. Yep, I was not happy when I went home. <laughs> yep, screw everything about that. I, I yeah, did the, not see that movie for a very good reason because I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep for the next month. Yeah, it's fine. If you want to see what that series is like without getting too scared, which watch whichever one it was where the premise was you can't see the monsters, but your connect can see them. Yes, because you'll probably shit. have a good laugh at that one. Brand <laughs> integration at its finest. Yeah. The the connect shines green luminescent lights across the, the living room and it's like, oh, we can see where there's no dots on the walls. Therefore, that's where the connect lights are being stopped by the monster. So uh, it's fucking... The monster's uh, there! The monster's in the connect! Ah! Well, I, you know, I still think that the, um, the good old... It was, it was a terrible uh, game, but it was on the, the DS where they're like, hey, we're going to take the uh, Project Zero principle of the spirit camera and we're going to put it on a, a 3ds and kind of do augmented reality with it that seemed that. like an incredible concept but apparently it was completely horrible. awful yeah, yeah. Horrible. yeah it did not execution. work in practice that's that's unfortunate aren't they doing one for wii u and they're yes, going to use they're the game uh, right. for yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah yeah number five that, in might, the work. <gasps> that might work you gotta admit yeah, yeah, yeah. the hardest yeah. thing is going to be figuring out like the, I don't know. Like this, in order to see the ghosts, means that only one person can ever have the, the scares, right? Yeah. Because mm. if you're the guy with the camera and you're holding up the pad, only one person gets the scares because you can That's only true. ever see the ghosts through the pad, through the yeah. camera. Was, mm -hmm. But was that game ever multiplayer? No. No, then but I'm saying, but but if you're playing with a group of friends, everyone can get the scare of when you lift that camera up on the screen and there's a fucking ghost right in front of you who's coming for you. With this, when you lift it up, only the, the pad sees the ghosts. Unless right. you know, I feel like this is only a problem I... for someone that does a series called Scary Game Squad. Yeah, I was going to say, this seems like yeah. a very specific sort of problem. It's a very specific problem for me, and I want that changed. Because I feel like, I feel like with... You, you get a different sort of experience, right? Where, like, you're the one who's freaking out, and everybody else is, like... Laughing at you. Chill, dude. 
Yeah, and then oh. you pass it on, and then yeah. the next person gets to be the one that everybody laughs at, being like, I remember that experience <laughs> of Dodger in Dead Space 3 losing her mind. Like, don't you see them? And I'm like, I don't see anything. She's well, like, that game oh, was specifically everywhere. designed to do that, wasn't it? That was a really interesting awesome. idea. Yeah, it was interesting. It was too bad that they... They at that point the franchise in general had sacrificed some of the mm. the scary nature of the game. Mm. Yeah. So it was just a normal action game for the most part. But then yeah. yeah, in multiplayer incorporating that one person is actually losing their mind was really and you're interesting. Not sure which one things, it is, you know? Yeah, I'd see things and Jesse would be like, I don't I don't know. She's like, Don't I... you, don't you see the the nutcrackers? And I'm like, I don't see shit. Meanwhile, crackers were everywhere. She'd be losing her mind, like wandering into a wall, and I have to fight off like fifty fucking necromorphs that are coming. <laughs> and I'm like, you better hurry up. And she's like, I don't know what I'm, what's happening. And she's exploding around me, and I'm like, oh my god, Dodger. And she's like, where do I go? Uh, I, I, I had a lot one... of fun. I have one horror game that I want to see become a thing, and it won't be able to be a thing until the technology gets there. I want us to get to a point where stuff like um, Google Glass is really, really common. Everyone's wearing your sort of augmented reality glasses all the time. I want to set up a game that you can install on someone's device that most of the time does nothing. They'll have no idea it's running. And then just every now and then, it'll pop something up in a corner of your eye. And when you try and look at it and the motion tracking of your eye, it'll just go away. And I just want, I just want to be able to install this on someone's like Google uh, Glass you just, and you want to fuck make an them. irritating virus is what you <laughs> no, want to no, do. No, no, I want to make a fucking terrifying virus. I want them to get to like ten o'clock at night, be alone in their flat, and then just see like a very quick moving white shape across their eyes, and then <laughs> right. there's nothing there. And I just want to fuck with people. So that that's the horror experience I want. I want to fuck with someone who's got an AR set of glasses on. It would be like stay the um, fuck away like from my Google one, Glass, Laura. Stay away. That one monster in um, SCP. That one hmm. monster that was like, it'll follow you around. It probably won't attack you, but you know, it'll always stay behind you. And every now and then, you'd see just like a blip in the corner. You'd be like, fuck, and then it would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Made you, yeah, it made you feel so paranoid. So that would work, yeah. Laura. It would work. So yeah, that's what that's I want evil. when Google Glass is like everywhere. Oh God. Be fun. Suddenly, I have no desire. I'm just putting mine back in the box. It's never coming out again. I don't trust you. <laughs> Screw that. That's the worst. Like oh dear. Anyone been playing anything else this week? Uh, did you have you talked on the podcast yet about everybody's gone to the rapture? Oh, um, yes. A uh, little. Yeah, but the, the problem is there was only uh. one person that had played it at that point, and that was um, Bunny Hop. Have I assume you've played it? Yeah, I've played it. Jesse, have um, you I'll played d- it? I'll... Oh, about 36 <laughs> minutes of it before I cool. gave up. All right, like, Laura, did, go. Did you get irritated with backtracking and slowness? Here's the thing. As a person who loves to explore stuff and loves mm-hmm. to like find every nook and cranny, when going down paths would unlock more story options, like or not options, but like dialogue, mm-hmm. and then it was a dead end, you'd be like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to walk back. And then you have to like go back now, and then you're like, oh well, there's all these different paths. And so now, now in your mind, you're like, if I went every story option, I have to explore every fucking path, and then wander <laughs> back to them. Mm. I was like, I can't do that, this anymore. I don't that care wasn't that much. even my biggest problem. So everybody's gone to the rapture is like 
it's you know walking simulators that term that everyone uses it's not the right term but you know what i mean um we don't have anything better yet yeah in terms of those walking simulators or walking experiences um its biggest problems for me are the poor pacing and the lack of things to learn by exploring the world um if you compare this to something like Gone Home, which is about two hours long, mm-hmm. that's about the length that everybody's gone to the Rapture needed to be, not sort of six hours long. Agreed. Um, yes. mm-hmm. Other than that, like, again, I know that like I'm comparing it a lot to Gone Home. In Gone Home, you go look on a desk somewhere and you learn something about the house that you're in. You go into houses and everybody's gone to the Rapture. It's like, here's a load of paperwork on the desk. I can't look at any of it. Like, there's nothing to look... Like, you go looking through people's homes after the rapture, and there is nothing that tells me anything about who lived here. And I know that that's, like, it's it's a much bigger scale, but I'm like, just rein the scale back a little bit, have a little more detail in each of the places you go, um, condense a lot of the empty space out, and make this a two-hour game. I would probably have loved it a lot more than I did. Gone Home's interesting like that, because it... The way that Gone Home does it, allowing you to interact with so many objects, essentially becomes this weird mishmash of environmental puzzle solving and environmental narrative. Mm. Even though that game doesn't actually have any traditional puzzles, you're figuring out the mystery of the house and you're able to interact and investigate in order to do that. That's a game which allows you to pick things up and doesn't mind you spending as much time as you want looking at it, you know, and it's it's, yeah. it's fine with you drawing your own conclusions. And Dear, Dear Esther and um, Rapture, yeah. to me, is like, we've got to show you. We must show you our vision. This is our vision, our specific vision. We're going to show it in your face yeah. right here. There we go. You know, and we don't want you to interact. Don't touch. Don't touch. You might break the exhibits. Yeah. And and that is the problem with everybody's gone to the rapture is a world where the rapture has happened. The most interesting thing about that is you can go wherever you want and no one's going to stop you rifling through their things. Right. And if you want to learn about if you want to learn about the people of this tiny little Shropshire village, you can do so because who the fuck's going to stop you? It's the rapture. Except that even in a world where no one exists anymore, you're still not allowed to touch people's things. Yeah. And that just felt really <laughs> odd to me. Also, it's very slow, and that game needs to be about a third of the length that it was. That's so. Chinese room in a bloody nutshell, though. You know, they're very, yeah. very stubborn about that. The the other problem I had compared to their old games is if you compare this to something like Amnesia, a machine for pigs, there it didn't matter so much because, like, yeah, sure, you weren't doing anything half the time, but you weren't doing anything in a unique interesting environment that you don't normally have a reference point for right. whereas here this was you're not really doing anything in a town where the most interesting thing has already happened and you didn't get to see it and right. you're not exploring <laughs> the interesting thing you're just exploring the boringness left behind afterwards yeah and so now so, the interesting thing is almost like giving yourself up to this voyeuristic attitude of i can do whatever i want except, yeah, I except can't. you can't do that yeah. and you can't yeah and then so, they rip that from you yeah. too it's, it's a shame because i was i was so looking forward to everybody's gone to the rapture because the idea of hey this is a really a, a game that's going to emphasize the feeling of loneliness post the rapture i'm really into that it didn't commit either way to making you feel properly lonely or giving you enough to like appreciate the world that was gone i was just like eh, eh, it's not great yeah Yes. Jess, your experience of, what was it, 38 minutes? Do you have anything <laughs> no, like to... I said, that's, I mean, that's exactly, mm-hmm. my experience is exactly what I said, where it was, it's, there's interesting story bits. Like, I, I always love the concept of, the, of, like, the rapture and that people just vanish and anyone who's left behind are just like, what the fuck, what do we do? And I love the idea of the, um, like, 
maybe it's a religious thing, maybe it's not kind of. Like, I love the ways you can yeah. go with that storyline. And I feel like HBO tried to do that in the show they made, but it's not very good. But, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, I love that story. So going through the, the motions of getting story for this game was really cool. The problem is getting the story and getting all of it requires you to explore everywhere. Mm. And exploration takes so fucking long. And, slow. and that's a yeah. shame because, like, the character interactions are really well done. Like, there's all these points where it's like, hey, here's the old woman from the village complaining at the vicar for all of the terrible things that are going on. And the vicar who's, you know, he's acting the way he is. There's all these really interesting interpersonal reactions between those people in, this, in the village. But it's just too much effort to go find them all and too much nothing in between each time you get an interesting bit of story. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I think I... I don't know. I wish I wish it could have been better. I love, like I said, I love the concept. I hate the fact that they executed it poorly, and that drives me crazy. But I I would whatever. love to see a director's cut of this game. You probably find one on YouTube. See. I imagine yeah, someone will cut out all the walking. <laughs> I that's probably the best way to play this is to see someone who's trimmed it down considerably. Yeah. I said the same thing about Bloody Dear Esther. I'm like, look, you can experience the same thing in Dear Esther by watching someone play it, and you won't get hand cramp from holding W for an hour. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. Just enjoy. If that you want one. a good, if you want an interesting walking simulator, go play. Uh, Colat's flawed but interesting. Go play maybe Gone Home. Go play Stanley, of course. I don't know, Stanley Parable. Yeah. Go play one of the. Go play one of the ones that's more interesting than this one. Sounds yeah. about right. All right, time for a break. When we come back, we'll cover what news there is. And there's not much, but we'll find something. You are currently watching the Corruptional Podcast. Don't walk off anywhere. We'll be right back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Let's dive right into the news, shall we? What news, TB? There is none. There is pretty much none, but... But we can we can make hay out of uh, something that uh, Mr. Peter Moore said. Peter Moore said a what? silly thing. That's so unexpected. Yay, <gasps> Chief Operating Officer Peter Moore said a silly thing. At least we no, think it's kind of a silly thing. That's not. That can't be true. No, that ne that would never happen. That would absolutely never happen. But he decided during a Gamescom interview with Gamespot to talk a little bit about on disc DLC. Okay. Which, no doubt, I'm sure, was going to go swimmingly without <laughs> <laughs> mentioning that. So, in this interview, he mentioned that a lot of the resistance to on disc DLC comes from the erroneous belief that somehow companies will ship a game incomplete and then sell you stuff that they have already made and held back. No, because that would never happen. They'd never do anything of the sort. No, no, don't right, be ridiculous. Right. Because making something and having it ready to go and putting it on the disc but not giving it to you, that's a very different thing. Yeah, I mean, they definitely mm. never do that. And they'd certainly never have a situation where, say, for instance, you got everything on the disc and yet there was something on day one ready to go that you had to download. I mean, they'd never do anything like that. You know, that would that would be ridiculous. And certainly expecting you to, uh, to pay for that on day one is totally reasonable. Anyway, nonsense, he claims. You come and stand where I am, next to Visceral Studio, and you can see the work that is being done right now. And it's not just DLC, it's free updates and ongoing balance changes. I'm sorry, we're supposed to, like, say, yay, ongoing balance changes? Like, you fucked up the balance in in the first you mean place. doing their job? Yeah, you're supposed to fix <laughs> it, right? That's that's not a feature. Jeez. That's not, like, you're not doing us a favor by changing the balance of the game. You're fixing what you fucked up in the first place, right? Anyway, mm. and he's going on and claims, like, think of them as APIs. Knowing down the road that something needs to sit on what you've already made means you have to put some foundations down. 
what people are confused about is they think DLC is secretly on the disc and it's somehow unlocked when we say. I don't think a lot of people necessarily believe that, honestly. I mean, I don't think I that... Think that... I think that people believe it in cases where it's true and it's yes. demonstrable. Uh-huh. Right. See Capcom. That's absolutely... Yeah. See um, Dragon Age, the original, the Stone Prisoner DLC that was on the disc and it could be unlocked with a few kilobytes of code that was downloaded. An activation mm. code, basically. That meant it was on the disc. Even if it was not on the disc... If it was available on day one, it's pretty hard to argue that it's not It's not a case of them taking something away that was there on day one and well, part of the game. Here's, here's what you're missing, TB, is that, um, you know, they say they're not holding it back because there is a few kilobytes of code that are required to unlock it. Ah, and that code, it's just, there is no way they could have that code ready for launch day, no. you know, and... It's it's just so tough. They've got to hold it back a little bit. And, you know, if it's post-launch, then they deserve money for it because they have they deserve being paid for that DLC because they had to make those lines of code. There's a right. couple oh, of yeah. kilobytes. Yeah. They had to Definitely, do that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. it's totally reasonable, say, to hold back a story-critical character, perhaps the most, the most important character in the history of, say, the Mass Effect franchise, for instance. A living, <laughs> breathing Prothean. You know, that race that you've heard about time and time and time again that's such a, a key component of the Mass Effect lore. It would be entirely fine to sell that to you for $10 on day one, yes? Well, that's not even the really? most erroneous Mass Effect one. The most, the, the, the best thing that, you know, was clearly okay of them to do was let's end Mass Effect 2 in one way and then start Mass Effect 3. You know, there's a bit of a gap. It doesn't make sense how Mass Effect 3 starts. Oh, wait. The linking piece of those is a piece of DLC, DLC that you need to purchase separately in order uh -huh. to understand the beginning of Mass Effect 3. Da, 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 that's da. totally okay. Yeah, and that's a weird situation as well, isn't it? Because that that's a DLC that was obviously completed post-launch. And generally speaking, like my view on post-launch DLC is, okay, I'll, you know, I'll assess whether or not I think yeah, that's worthwhile. But... If you're going to make DLC afterwards. But the point that you made is crucial because mm. it was a story-critical piece yes. of DLC. It's like, why is Shepard landlocked on this place without the, the Normandy? Well, I don't know because I didn't buy that DLC. I guess I better go buy that DLC now. I don't have any choice if I want to play the sequel. That's not optional DLC. That is, let's charge you for the remainder of this narrative later and not yep, warn exactly. you that we're doing so. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. It's you know, if there were not already proven cases of DLC being on the disc, some of them coming from this very bloody company, Peter Moore, as we mm. have already demonstrated, or it being a case of yeah, this piece of a uh, story critical lore DLC is available on day one for the low low price of ten dollars, then I think people would not necessarily be as upset as they are. But you're damn right, I was pissed off on launch for uh, Mass Effect Three to the point where I, d I refused to buy it. Because yeah. it was like this, you know, I've played the first one and the second one and I'm big into this and I'm looking forward to the conclusion and so are millions of other people. And then we get told that the the most critical race to the entire lore, you can have a you can have someone come along that's, uh, you can be in your party and he'll tell you all of that stuff through the, uh, the lens of a, a living, breathing Prothean for $10. And that's all really annoying because EA have done DLC correctly in the past. Like the... Citadel DLC for Mass Effect 3 sure. is a perfect example of how to do DLC properly, where it's like, hey, this is post-launch, but you've got a decent amount of content. It's all optional. It is fun, silly stuff that wouldn't fit in the main narrative. There is a lot of stuff here. Give us some money for a self-contained optional story. It's like, yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what, you know, DLC should be. It shouldn't be. Let's hold back something that's critical to your understanding of the rest of this series. You can buy it later if you want to continue the series. 
Yay! Yeah. It's it's very it's very easy to see why it's clearly not nonsense. And here's the thing. Mm. I think if you know, if you start to learn a bit about development, you start to talk to development houses and you start to understand how much something costs to make. Mm. It was a, a recent case. It was We talked about this. It was Blood Bowl 2. So there's a couple of extra races that are going to be available on day one for that game. And they set it up so you pre-order and you get one of those races for free and you can kind of buy the other as DLC. And there was, a, I think, a kind of justifiable outcry over mm. that. And we had a chance to speak to the devs and the publisher, and we found out that that development was a bit of an interesting situation because if the game had come out at the time they said it was going to come out of, those races would not have been created. Mm. But the game got delayed for a couple of months. And in those couple of months, they made these races. And they made one of them as a... They were, they were intending to make these races as DLC post-launch, but because the mm. game got delayed, it ended up being day one DLC. And what they said was, okay, well, we would have sold you this for $5, but if you pre-order, you can have this one for free. And that's a really interesting situation to me because on the uh, if you just looked at it at first glance, you'd think this is bullshit. Mm. But that's a really interesting and unique, strange situation, especially when you learn... I mean, I learned how much it costs to make a race in that game. It's a fuck ton of money. Uh, it's really, really mm. expensive to do that. So you find yourself in this awkward position where you have this hard line against day one DLC, and then simultaneously you're looking at it and it's like, this situation's a bit a bit different, isn't it? Right, mm. it's, a, it's a weird inside, sort of behind-the-scenes look at why this happens in some situations. Yeah. And there are some situations that I understand how it ends up happening, not necessarily with on-disc, but with day one DLC, where games that are going to physical print runs and have to get certified as gold, sometimes you'll have a situation where it's like, hey, we now have six weeks where the game is finished, and we need to be doing something and the DLC doesn't need to go through cert so it can be ready on day one and we don't have to wait six weeks, spend six weeks working on DLC and put it out. I can understand how they spend time making content and have it ready day one, but equally it does kind of suck when you're the end consumer and it's like, oh, I've just bought this thing. Oh, I need to spend more money on it. Okay, I thank got the you. Yeah, I bought the box and it's incomplete. Like it's incomplete yeah. on day one. That feeling it sucks. It really does. Yes, Jersey. Devil's advocate. Um, <laughs> why? Uh, so I imagine I make a game and I say that I'm going to have DLC after launch, but then my game gets delayed, and so the delay causes me to say, "Well, what? You know what? I'm going to give you these extra things for the game for freezies if you pre-order." Didn't you? Ju uh, are you just describing Blood Bowl Two here? This isn't really so much am, the yes, Devil's Advocate. Exactly... It's a real thing. Right? <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. The mm. Devil's Advocate part is, um, why? Like, shouldn't I? It's you know, fuck me for for having a delay or the publisher, whoever. But if the content's already done, uh, shouldn't I just give it to you when the game launches, for free, since it exists in the game already? It's one of those cases where, yes, you should, but I can also understand why the audience are going to look really weirdly at that. Like, you could suggest, like, hey, the audience will probably be happier having a two-week delay on the DLC because then it feels less like they're being nickel and dimed at launch. Yeah. Even though if that feels really counterproductive, it's you're delaying content from the audience and they shouldn't be happy it's about that. It's a complete that. illusion, isn't it? But, yeah, it is just the illusion of, oh, well, you're charging me for things you could have given me for free. And... 
it doesn't matter whether the content's done on day one and you hold it back. It's just making the audience feel like they're not being right, overcharged. like they're being ripped off, and it's yeah, it's, it's one consumer of those perception, like, mm. which and, and is a real perce- thing. Perception is very important to how your game does. <laughs> yeah, very, very <laughs> important. And, and, and perception-wise, if you said, and this is just you know, I don't know the business side of the shit, so all I can say is, if you went to the consumers and said, "We're gonna, if you pre-order, we'll give you this, and you can buy the extra characters." That's one thing. But if you also said, here's the deal. We had a bunch of stuff lined up, but we the, the game was delayed. So rather than DLC, when you buy our game, you get that stuff with it at launch, right? Wouldn't that sell more copies of the game initially than uh, buy it and then buy DLC later? In like theory? The, oh, there's a ton more stuff. In theory, but you've also got to, you got to think about it as a sort of... Uh price performance sort of situation where you're thinking all right it cost me x amount of dollars to make this content you know in the case of blood bowl it cost them x amount of dollars to create two races for blood bowl i mean it's not just a case of tweaking stats these are all fully animated uh, you know this is there's a lot of work involved in it it's like if you read up on how much it cost to make a fighter for Skullgirls, like i blew my mind as to how expensive it was to make one character for that game and they they laid out all the expense i'm like wow that's i never knew that but then you have to think about it. Okay, well, will the amount of people that I piss off kind of be worth it in the long run? Now, how much money will I make if I release this as $5 DLC versus how much extra money would I make if I gave this for free? Because if the people that were thinking of buying the game were already going to buy it anyway, like kind of what's the point of giving them a little bit extra? Like you don't, you don't really gain anything from that. But then isn't that the... like? But then that goes against like... I don't know. It feels weird to then say, well, yeah, the company needs to like they spend a lot of money on it. And I understand why they have to make that money back, because, you know, this was their plan. They were going to have a DLC to make. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, then to say we need you to pre-order our game, please ignore the fact that, you know, pre-orders suck. Please, please pre-order our game. And then you get extra free stuff for it. So uh, it's one of those things like, well, we could just give you those characters at launch. Right? Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know. It, it's, yeah, it's I weird. obviously I disagree with anything that uh, promotes pre-ordering because, you know, it's a lousy practice. You're gambling on something you haven't played, which to me is right. that's not a good way to elicit trust. I mean, I, you know, the, the great example a couple of years back was, of course, Aliens, Colonial Marines, where it's like, we'll give you all this stuff. And people pre-ordered oh, the thing. God. It ended up being hot garbage. One of the, yeah, one of the worst examples of Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, another more recent example, which people are blowing up about right now, is Final Fantasy Type-0 on PC. They, they, I don't say trick people, they tempted people to pre-order on the basis that you would get a Dota 2 Chocobo Courier. And right? Moogle Wards. And Moogle Wards, yeah. Wait, Those... was, wasn't it also that um, that was the only way to get the the Final Fantasy 15 demo? Was to uh, that was back when that was on, that was on console. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you okay. got episode Duske if you bought Final Fantasy Type Zero, which you know, it's. I mean, that's that's a different kettle of fish entirely. But now, of course, that 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 game currently has mixed reviews on Steam because people are suddenly realizing the port sucks. It's locked at thirty. It's got bad resolution options. You know, it's performing badly on multiple systems. 
So uh, there's there's plenty of examples. You don't need too many examples of why pre-ordering is bad because you're consistently presented with games that people pre-order and they end up being awful. And then people are like, how dare they be awful? I'm like, why did you put money down on this? You didn't know. <laughs> you were guessing. You, you, were, you were putting your trust in a company that didn't kind of deserve it. But another interesting point, uh, just to kind of go back to the issue of consumer perception. Evolve is a really interesting like case study in that. Mm. Because that is an example of a game that completely fucked up the consumer perception, mm -hmm. but strangely enough, didn't actually do all that many things wrong. It just mm. it got there by confusing the hell out of people, for the most part. Uh, people right. were really upset, because this game had $100 of DLC on launch. Mm. Like, that sounds terrible, until you realize that's all cosmetic. All of it. Like, mm. there's not a single part of that which affects the game. And then they screwed it up further by having, like, five different editions of the game. Mm. But all you got was cosmetics and basically kind of season pass. Like, you would get the, you know, when the fifth monster came out, you would get that. So you got kind of a slight discount on it. So really, mm. the editions weren't that bad. Well, but the people were problem, furious. The problem with Evolve is that you had that $100 um, DLC at launch figure alongside a lot of the con the confusion around sort of you could get early access to certain monsters depending on where you purchased it yeah, and yeah. people already had in their minds this idea of i'm not going to be able to experience all of the content some people will have content that i don't and at that point you put the idea of a hundred dollars of dlc it doesn't matter whether it's cosmetic or whether it's functional people know that there is content some players have that they don't and that a hundred dollars of extra content is being charged for they put those two and two together and that's not going to put them in a good mood. Yeah. And I can understand how that happened, even though it's not really a huge difference to the end player. No, but it's all about that perception. Like, it sold mm. itself as, like, we are a platform to sell you DLC later. And they probably weren't doing anything worse than most games, but they were so upfront about their plans for mm. sort of the DLC, you felt like as soon as you bought the game, you were not getting the full experience. Well, it's, it's kind of the opposite of what you've got with something like Splatoon, where Splatoon took the model of, we're going to charge you a low budget price for your game. It's going to be a platform. We're not going to charge you for the things we add later. And that's kind of the opposite of what Evolve was, where it's, this is a game as a platform. We're going to charge you full price for it have huge amounts of stuff you can purchase day one that will separate you out from other players, and then there'll be nothing for quite a while until we charge you a big bunch of money again later. Mm. It's two yeah. very different ideologies on how to keep those audiences happy. Splatoon has, like, continued to add lots of stuff, too, since launch. I, I keep thing, though, back did to it, it. Did it add it, though? Because it doesn't a lot of that, isn't that a lot of that stuff already on the disc for Splatoon? They just timed released it? The I have first no idea, cup, actually. The first update or two may have been. I know at this point it's not on disc stuff. Cool. All right. Like, you're getting a lot of, like, a lot of the updates yeah, like now are things you're downloading. The new weapons and match stuff. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I think the first maybe one or two updates were on disc stuff that was timed um, unlocked. Time release, yeah. But since then, it has been additional stuff that was not prepared at launch that's been downloaded later. Splatoon's an interesting case. I mean, what, what, mm. do, you, what do you all think about this idea of... There's DLC on the disc, but it's free, and we're just releasing it on a, t you know, we're sort of drip feeding it to you. Uh, what do you reckon to I, that strategy? I think most people with Splatoon seem to have understood that really well. Nintendo were really spot on with their messaging of, yes, some of this is on disc, but this is part of a larger plan. We're buying ourselves some time post launch to start working on DLC that's not on disc. 
it's all going to be free, so you're not going to get charged for it anyway. We're trying to keep this online focused game having sort of a long lifespan. Keep and they did a really they did a really good keep job of <laughs> yeah, keeping it fresh. And Nintendo did a really good job of keeping it fresh and keeping people invested. And they messaged that really well up front. Mm. And I think just because people knew it's a reliable release schedule and we're not charging you for it, and it was a budget release already, people you were very really happy to buy complain. into it. Like the only yeah. the only thing that I kept hearing as a complaint was, man, it really sucks that we have to wait for them to update the game in order to have um, matches with friends really yes. sorted out. That, um, but that's I think that been was their sorted out mistake. now. So. Yeah, well, Nintendo screwing was... up online is hardly a new thing, is it? Yeah, but like Splatoon has had very few problems. There's been a couple of problems with their first Splatfest didn't go uh, terribly smoothly, but no, Splatoon's gone over really well, and a lot of people are still playing it regularly, which is really nice to see. Mm-hmm. see it seems to have had a much better lifespan than something like Titanfall. Oh, which no yes. one stopped playing uh, after two weeks. Yeah, oh, you, you're telling me you don't want to buy $15 map packs for this game that no one's playing anymore? Yeah, sounds like a <laughs> great idea. That that was the worst possible Shockboard. way they could have worst way they could have done that. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm, the community's small enough already. You're going to split it even further by having paid map packs. I believe now that you can have all of those for free. But I mean, they killed that on PC. That yeah. that game was a ghost town for about a month after launch, mm. which was unfortunate. I and mean, CD Projekt is a company that's doing that sort of similar idea of uh, time release content as well with Witcher 3, aren't they? Because I imagine some of that stuff was either done or really close to done when that game came out. Yeah, because they just released, wasn't it, this week? They've just, in the last couple Plus. of days, put out the new game Plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the big, I'm, I'm just going to go side tangent here. The worst thing about that, your Gwent cards don't carry over. Yeah, I've been told that. <laughs> yeah. People are really mad about cards, that. Your Gwent cards don't carry over to new game Plus, And a lot of people are very upset about this. Mm. I wouldn't want to collect all that stuff again. Mm. <laughs> exactly. It's rough. That's Some of them are from quests. That's that's, that belie- that's their justification, if I recall correctly, isn't How it? How are you going to get all your crones back, though, dog? You got to do those quests again. got to do those crone quests. Mm. Yeah. Fill out that Gwent. Uh, speaking of Peter Moore, did you guys see his amazing uh, Star Wars thing about single player this week? Oh, no. yes. Oh, was he the oh, one who said that yes. as well? Oh, this is yes, fun. So, you know, I actually uh, agree with him, by the way. I'm willing to f- I'm willing to fight for Peter Moore on this one. Do you have the article, oh. Jesse? Is, I, is this I the do. thing about yeah. how no one would have played it? Yes. So okay, they, okay, he's yeah. interviewing about Star Wars Battlefront, and they're like, oh, you guys must be really upset that you didn't make a single-player campaign. And his basic response to all this is... Like, very few people actually play single-player games, or the single-player part of these kinds of games. So, despite data points saying that single-player campaigns in big multiplayer shooters help sell it more, he, it, it, it doesn't make sense to throw money at it, is what he's saying. I and agree so with him. Star Wars won't have a single-player campaign. I think, normally, TB, I would agree. I don't think anyone wants to play the Call of Duty campaign no one wants to see a battlefield campaign but it's star wars and i feel like you can tell a story in a star wars single campaign better than you could in because you have the background you have the lore you have the universe i think it's easier and, and you have a better opportunity to tell a story there i feel like they goofed on this one normally i'd be like i don't care what the fuck the battlefield hardline story is but i feel like battlefront had the opportunity to tell an awesome first person story in the star wars universe and they fucked up counterpoint dice 
dice. Mm. Dice, 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 dice. If you've played any of the Battlefield campaigns, you know just how fucking terrible they are. Oh, awful. Very bad. Absolutely yeah. awful. You know, the last three, Hardline, terrible. Battlefront, uh, Battlefield 4, terrible. Battlefield 3, terrible. Uh, they they make great multiplayer games. They make lousy single-player games, unless, of course, you count Mirror's Edge, which is fine, but that was a single-player-only game to begin with. I would rather they f focus all their energy on the multiplayer. I would rather they put everything in that. I think the problem I have with it is that they're kind of not putting all their energy into this because it still has less features than the other Battlefront games. It doesn't have Galactic Conquest mode, for instance, which was kind of a sort of single-player, multiplayer, story-driven sort of hybrid thingy. Yeah? That was basically what the campaign was, and it doesn't have that. Yeah. Having, having played it, having played the game... I mean, I am under no NDAs because I played it when it was open. Yeah, I can't but, talk um, about it because I played the damn closed alpha. So even though it's the same build that you played, I can't talk about it. Thanks, EA. I, oh, no. I will simply. Here's I what you do, TB. You you talk hypothetically about maybe in the last five minutes you 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 got to play that. Yeah, build I mean, somehow, uh, hypothetically, from talking to Jesse and watching all of the footage that I saw you know, from from E3, you know, which was right, an accurate uh -huh. representation of that build. Yeah, that's right. Jesse, you can talk about it. <laughs> Hypothetically, it's a piece of shit. Uh, I, would, <laughs> I would simply say that in a world where... TV Do it right, right, Jesse. They, Do it right. In a world. In a, in a world where TV was right. Uh, where he says, you know, they gave up the single player to make the multiplayer amazing. I would be like, all right, I get that. But having played the multiplayer and knowing it is far from amazing... And really, at this point, seems like uh, we have to get this fucking thing done before the new movie launches, so hurry it the fuck up. That's what it seems like. What we're getting is a lot of sort of okay, done shit, none of it really good. And it drives me crazy. It's pretty, very pretty. I think we've I think we've got two problems. One is, A, we've got to get it out the door before episode seven. And mm -hmm. B, um, we're not allowed to touch the law right now because... Uh, episode seven's coming up. We're not allowed to uh, do anything that might detract from that being the new law. So yeah, it's a fair point. we can have some uh, some areas from that world as long as we don't do anything plot significant with them. Yeah, yeah uh, that's probably got a lot to do with it. Because uh, mm -hmm. you can't really do a single player campaign without having at least some plot. And then, of course, it yeah. ends up screwing with the movie that they haven't seen yet. Like, oh dear, that's bad. I can, I can see that being an issue, certainly. I mean, I, here's the thing, right? I don't mind multiplayer games that don't have single player. There's been there have been a few examples lately where people have got up in arms about it. Evolve was one example. People are like, oh, you know, I wouldn't, you know, this doesn't have a single player. This is not worth it. And people are into this idea that you can't have a sixty dollar game that doesn't include a single player. Like people are like, oh, well, it, it should be forty bucks then or thirty bucks because it doesn't have a single player, which I think is very arbitrary. But it's also what they've come to expect over the last like ten to fifteen years. Mm -hmm. uh, that you expect that you know every cod has a single player campaign how many people play it couldn't say i don't know what the stats on that are but i know a lot of people buy it just to jump straight into the multiplayer that's me i never play the campaigns most of the time I, i'm time. the exact opposite person i buy call of duty and i play through the single player, the player and i don't, don't ever touch the multiplayer yeah. because i kind of like the short um very blockbuster movie heavy narrative that i can play through in about four hours and be done with 
there's definitely so, I, there's I definitely a lot to be person. said about that. You know, I think if it was less yeah. on rails, I'd like it more. I, recently, it's become better. Like uh, Advanced Warfare and I think Black Ops Two were a bit more freeform. They let you do more. They let you open your own doors, for instance, which is really fancy. Uh, <laughs> Battle Battlefield didn't let you do that. Battlefield Three, you had to follow. I am very slowly moving behind my squad. They'll open the door for yeah. me. There's that great gif. I don't know if you've seen the gif where the entire squad runs through the door without it opening. It bugs out and you're stuck outside the door and you can't follow them. It's like <laughs> <laughs> just the worst. Yes, good. Could it, I mean, couldn't they, in theory, have just made the single player campaign the the Wedge Antilles story? It, it It's not that hard. There's no lore you can ruin. He's in every fucking movie. He's the guy who's always like, I'm here for you, Luke. Just make him the main character. You're done. Rogue Squadron, that shit. Make it the Red Squadron oh, story. So you're done. That's an easy story. There's nothing. There's no new lore there to mess with. It's super easy. Oh, lovely. Done. Now people are singing Medal of Honor Door Fighter in chat, which is just, th thanks, Gavin, for that. Much appreciated. It's the miracle <laughs> of sound. Oh, dear. But I, I think that. But on principle, I don't mind buying a game that's only single player, and I don't mind buying a game that's only multiplayer. I, would, I am against tacked on modes. I think the the biggest example mm -hmm. of it, it was a long time ago, maybe it's a little bit obscure. There's a game called The Darkness, which was on yeah. uh, 360. And With those did, like, ten, like the tentacle monsters? Like, yeah, I, that game was great. I love The Darkness. I think it's a fantastic shooter. It had a multiplayer mode, which probably a lot of you didn't even know was there. It was tacked on. And for a very long time, we've got this very interesting re role reversal. For a long time, tacked on multiplayer was a big thing. Like, it's like, oh, it's got to have a multiplayer mode. So we're going to come up with something. Now, it's more like tacked on single player in many ways. Like, well, this is primarily a multiplayer game. We're tacking on a single player campaign because mm. that's the only way our $60 value proposition works. And I don't think it needs yeah. to. It's interesting because I definitely there were some good examples of games that didn't tack that multiplayer on during that period. Mm -hmm. And again, we kind of mentioned Mass Effect 3 before. The Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, really well done. Oh, yeah. That absolutely. did not feel tacked on. I played quite a lot of that. I played a shitload of that in the beta. It's like I would have played yeah. that as a kind of free to play game and then you just go play Warframe because it's basically that. But yeah. But like if you flesh out both modes, then that's fine. It's when. If one of them doesn't feel fleshed out and one of them isn't perfect, you then start having those equations of, well, is the reason this isn't perfect because you tack this on, et cetera, and those false equivalencies come in and yeah, yeah it's not good for games when oh that happens. Oh god, someone just mentioned Spec Ops the Lines multiplier. Yeah. Oh Jesus <sighs> God. Um, yep, so yeah, we yep. mentioned Ludo, Ludo, Ludo Narrative Disco Biscuits before. That's it right there. That in yep. a nutshell, that completely flew in the face of... <sighs> if I recall correctly, the devs didn't even want to do it, and the publisher basically told them they yeah. had to. Here is the game entirely about how war is a bad thing. Have fun shooting people now. Yeah. It was even further than that. It was like how, about how the way games portray war is bad. Yes. And then they had a multiplayer mode, which was literally that, unironically. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like war is this horrible thing that you're going to enjoy and then we're going to stick it in your face that like, no, you shouldn't enjoy this. It's horrible. Now go enjoy it over in the multiplayer. I see that. I think that's where they got the grand swindle on us because they made the multiplayer deliberately suck. So we didn't enjoy it. There you go. It was all a plan. Uh, uh, it was all a plan. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, it's, we got to go deeper on that one. That was great. Yeah. Spec Ops of the Line was the first video game I ever reviewed for an outlet. I think I had a good starting That's point. a good one to start that on. That is not one. a bad place to start. Wow. Oh, yeah. That, that game uh, that is, game is burned in my mind in many ways. Yeah. White phosphorus. Blech. Anyway, 
Yeah, so I don't necessarily disagree with him too much. I don't. You know, I think if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. As I said, from what I've seen from E3, it seems like Battlefront needs a fuckload more work. It looks beautiful, but everything else about it, it's like, where's the rest of it? So, Mechanically, it is a flawed, empty shell of a game, and it's heartbreaking. Mm. And it doesn't look like it's going to be changing anytime soon, which nope. is disappointing. Yay! Yeah, we'll see. We'll see on that one. So, yeah, I sort of kind of agree with them. Ish. Yeah, Dodger, you've gone super blurry. I don't know what happened. I happens. know, I keep looking over at myself. You've been, and I'm like, you've been yeah, blurry for bad. like the last 10 minutes. I don't know yeah. what's happened. Me either. I expected myself to be the blurry one. I'm the one with terrible internet. Um, actually, I'm going to tell the story briefly. By the only reason my video footage is any good today is because I'm no longer trying to use Wi-Fi that's two flights of stairs down on the other side of a block of flats. I bought 100 meters yeah. of uh, land cable. I did not need 100 meters. I have this much excess Yay! land cable. Yeah, so much. So good. That is that is excess land cable that's now just going to live under my computer desk because I bought about 50 meters more land cable than I needed. You never, you never know. Look, it's better than having it like taut, as super tight across the entire house. Like at least yeah. you have this like... I have room like, to move. I can yeah. maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. So, I now have a bundle of uh, land cable that I have to explain when my fiance gets home from she's been traveling. I'm just like, yeah, you know that big bundle of cable? Yeah, that's how so, so I can do my work properly. Sorry. Bye. I bought what I, I thought you. were 25 feet HDMI cables. They were 25 meter HDMI cables. There's a lot of spare <laughs> HDMI cable under the bed at this point. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, okay. What else on news have we got? It's not a great deal has been happening, has there? It's mm. out of that. Yeah. Like, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 got announced and it's going on Kickstarter yeah I, some people kind of objected to that because they said well why couldn't you have just paid it with the money that you made the answer from them was that apparently the game costs five times more than the money that they actually raised from Kickstarter so really they don't actually have that much money like it's yeah. it's sort of they broke even and now they need to, you know they can't just start working it again because they don't have any money apparently Mm. And they, you can go on their forums and suggest rewards for their Kickstarter, because the Kickstarter goes live on the 26th, I think. So they're letting people suggest like things that they would actually participate in the Kickstarter in order to get. <laughs> the the only valuable Kickstarter reward for me, I don't care how much money you charge for it. Um, I want my butt in the game. Give a character model my butt, and I will give you as much money as you want. As much money as they want, yeah, I will yeah, that's, come homeless. That is a blank check to have her. this happen. I guess it's not happen. quite the same thing, but you can kick my ass in Wasteland Two uh, with a plasma <laughs> rifle if you wish. You can do that. That's that's not bad. A thousand dollars well spent. That one. Is it a giant floating ass? Is it a, no, no. Or is it you? It's a it's a tight armored ass that I can guarantee. Mm, go on. <laughs> no. Yeah, There's a Kickstarter it's... I was looking at recently. I missed my chance. Um, it's the it's the it's the Kickstarter. It's like oh, what was it called? Perfectly Ever After, I think, where you're um, you start off as a cat who's a like a cat gang leader, and then you get tra <laughs> and then you get transformed into a human, and you're like oh god, and so you're trying to find all of the people who were ever nice to you when you were like a scrappy gross cat, and uh, one of their rewards, like their highest tier reward, I think, was that you get to design um a, like a final main character and i was like oh god i want it 
and then somebody else got it. <laughs> Missed my chance. So, did you back Cat Tube Famous, the card game about releasing cat videos? Okay. I did not. I, I would strongly suggest that you do because it seems like it might be your jam. Uh, they had a very small goal for it, like $2,000. They've raised like 7000 so far on this. It oh, is a game about releasing is. cat videos, where you release cat videos and become the next cat tube celebrity. And it, it touches on a lot of the things that we do, like it kind of exploiting trends and search ranking and things like that to get your cats famous. But there was one reward that we missed out on that we were really upset about. You could get your cat in the game. And we're how like, much, holy how shit! Much, how much is this? Uh, oh. It was going to be like, uh, I think, eighty dollars to do that, but they're all gone. Like, they only had twenty of them, and they've no! sold out of those. And we're like, oh! I'd have spent eighty dollars on that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I would have too. Eighty U.S. dollars, your cat in the game. Send us a picture. We'll draw it onto one of the cards. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Uh Yeah, it's about gaining subscribers for your cat YouTube channel and all sorts of things like that. I, I thought that was. I I did I did pay for that yeah I backed that one that's that's definitely one there's a, there's a card here of a cat tube video spooked by a toaster and it's just this cat in the air there's a piece of toast right there and it has various characteristics and you have to match cat trends and shit like that it's like yes oh yes absolutely that that is that. is that it for the news did we get through all of the news already uh, I think <laughs> so I mean. Uh, Jesse has a funny story about Rainbow Six Siege. So that game got delayed, didn't it? Like it's been pushed back to oh. December. And you mentioned something, Jesse, that was a little bit interesting about that. Well, uh, uh, since then I've received an updated email. So never mind. It's not nearly as interesting as it was earlier. Can you? Well, just oh. share your conspiracy theory that's not true then. Oh, well, uh, this week they've been doing uh, play tests all week. And so my conspiracy theory was that they got feedback and were like, we should probably delay this game. So we'll <laughs> see, because now it's back on and I get to play it again. So, oh, they didn't cancel my play session, so now I get to play it again on Thursday. So I will tell you next Tuesday if it's any good or not, unless I'm super NDA'd, which I don't think yeah. I am, because they're letting me record footage. So I, I think that like that this doesn't disprove your conspiracy. I think the conspiracy goes even deeper. They were listening to the podcast, and they were like, oh, fuck, Jesse, Jesse. They somehow heard you in the podcast. Jesse's about to blow out. the lid off this whole it's thing. Like, he's going to blow the lid off the conspiracy. Let's... That happens to me yeah. in the car radio all the time. I'm like, wouldn't it be great to hear that song? Bam, it's on. The, the NSA, they're, they're passing the information on with your brainwaves, scanning your lizard heads. What's those happening? fucking liz those lizard spacemen. Goddamn Nazi spacemen. Yeah, lizard government mind. have nothing better to do than to read your mind and to sort of mess with you a little bit. Here's Absolutely. the thing. If the government was reading my mind, things would be a lot dirtier. <laughs> oh my God, that explains Trump. Fucking shit, we're all screwed. <laughs> so, oh God. Fig. Fig. Mm-hmm. So there's a thing called Fig, and it is a new Kickstarter-style platform founded by what Tim Schafer, game? Brian Fargo, and Fergus... I'm sorry, Fergus, I'm going to screw your name up here. Urkuhart from Obsidian. So, you know, the guys behind Broken Age and Wasteland 2 and all sorts of things like that. And they've launched with a campaign for a space exploration game called Outer Wilds, and this is kind of their advisory board here. And they're claiming it's reward-based crowdfunding with equity investing. So if you're an accredited investor, you can get a revenue share once the game comes out through this. This is going to be a huge fucking legal nightmare. Yep, Probably. that's exactly yeah, what it is. That's, that's what exact, I was just thinking This is a myself, horrible like, idea. How, the, how do they sort this out? It's a horrible out? idea on every single level. 
on every single level. You're going to have legal cases between six-year-olds who were legal investors and companies that failed to release games and... This is going to be a nasty, nasty mess of a thing. Also, let's give our money to Tim Schafer. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that goes well every time. Mm, yep. Yeah, it's a shame because like, if it was like, oh yeah, Obsidian in Excel, I'm like, yep, you guys did really, really well. Absolutely. Can't argue with that. And that's like, uh, double fine. I'm like, oh, um, all right. Well, Broken Age kind of suffered feature creep and got split into two because they ran out of money. So we can trust them with the money. But then, of course, we had things like Space Space DF9 that were literally abandoned, unfinished while in early access and things like that. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. That's, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I am very, uh, very apprehensive about giving Double Fine money again. I know it's, it's not oh. like Double, you know, Broken Age didn't come out eventually, but I think for a lot of us that backed it, it wasn't what we were hoping for. And the, the year-long split and the huge delays and things like that were... And them literally admitting, yeah, we ran out of money halfway through. It's like, I can't trust you with my money again then. Like, how did you manage that? Well, Jen's now, at the door looking really, really sad about Broken Age right now. Now you have an equity. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It's telling you not to. Don't do what? Yeah. I mean, what are you not allowed to do? Uh, d don't back Double Fine because they're a oh. budget disaster. <laughs> yeah, Broken Age was bloody disappointing. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a great fan of it. I've got to be honest. It's, I uh, I loved the first half. I thought the the twist yes. at the end of Act One was spectacular, yep. and Act Two ended in a really weird way that didn't really make sense. And two characters hug, and somehow that makes everything better, even though none of the problems in the game's narrative were resolved. None of them. We oh, there we got some money. clever drawings in the credits. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the world's still in peril, but we hugged, therefore everything's fixed. That's also the end of uh, Warlords of Draenor for Warcraft. Wink. <laughs> Stupid ending. Two characters hug, and then everything's fixed. That's literally yeah, it. The entire game is, the entire Warlords expansion is based off the premise that this guy is a horrible person. Then at the end, you're like, well, I helped you kill the real bad guy, so all that shit I did, don't worry, it's all good. And everyone's like, Yeah! end of expansion you're like what yeah uh, Bro broken age act 2 i think we're far enough now for me to say it's all about like hey there's whoa, these aliens hang on hang on putting the spoiler thing up putting the spoiler okay. thing up all right spoiler there's things up aliens Go. that's Go. all i said there are aliens they're trying to abduct and kill everyone two people have a hug somehow that erases the fact that there's an entire alien race still on the planet still abducting people still completely out technologically advancing everyone but it's fine because the two families hugged Here's the best part. The way they get around that ending, and this is what I love about it, uh, and, and that how much I hate it. The way they get around <laughs> that, like, there's all this shit on the planet. In the credits, they show little animation, like, not even animations, but, like, drawings of the aftermath. And, like, the girls who got kidnapped are now chasing the aliens with, like, things like, oh, we're going to get you, you bad aliens. The aliens are like, oh, no. That's, yeah, like, it's how they, it's like, no, what? <laughs> yeah, ignoring the fact that the aliens have, like, super advanced death rays. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gosh. oh, it's great. Okay, it's spoiler tags done. All right, spoiler warning is now off. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Sorry that I almost ran into spoiler territory. It's okay. Guys. It happens. Fine. Jesse Everything's does okay. this all the fucking time and people get furious <laughs> with him about it. So. Oh, well. It's it's a bad ending. I don't feel bad about ruining it in any way. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not too bad. All right. Is there any any additional news? I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? 
Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We'll go. We'll go with that being all. All right. Let's move on to releases, shall we? That sounds like a good idea. There's not too much to cover this week. It's not too insane. My time has come. Indeed, and you sound like you're in a tin can, which is going to be brilliant. Oh, good. Welcome yeah. to Robot Dodgers release list. Yay! Yay! August 18th, a.k.a. the day that we are filming this. We've got Volume, which we talked about earlier. That, that is coming did. out for PS4, PlayStation Stealthy, Network, Vita, and PC. No, 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 it's not coming out for Vita. Vita's been pushed back. Ah, ah Vita's that been got announced, pushed back. That got announced today. It's been pushed back by several weeks with no Poor real explanation. Vita. I feel so, so sad for that thing. The Vita version's Vita, coming, no. but it's not today. Well, uh, then we've got RPG Mo. What's that? I don't know. What is? What I is don't it? RPG know. How do you? Sp- <laughs> <laughs> it's a web browser game. Question what? mark. Like that's been out for three years. Are they just putting it on? Data. They're playing. Oh, they're playing it on Steam basically. But it's in early access. But it's been out for three years. What? But I don't understand what's happening here. Oh, stop! Everybody uh. needs to just stop. Uh, we've got Armacrog for PC, Linux, and Mac. I can tell you that, that game has been delayed till September because I was gonna play that for GOG <laughs> this week, and I'm not no longer playing it because it was delayed till September. Oh it is God. by the guys who made Earthworm Jim, and it is oh. a claymation uh, adventure, which I am just thrilled about. So neat. When that comes out, look for it. I think September 8th is the new release date. Okay. My goodness, I wonder how long it'll take us to get to a game that doesn't have a caveat. Bad <laughs> Battle Armor Division. You can't trust game. any game that calls itself bad. Absolutely bad not. The title. If no, you know, that's, bad. that's in all capitals, so it's an yeah. acronym for something. It's a it's a side scroller by the people that brought you Karate Master Two Knockdown Blow, that weird RPG simulation Does... arcade karate game. Oh, right. by the way, bad stands for Battle Armor Division. That's, yeah, it, it's oh, a side-scrolling bad. mech game. Oh. I, I was hoping it, sand, it stood for badass design or bad, awful design. Mm-hmm. Nope. Beautiful anthropomorphic dinosaurs. No, Battle you dodo-loving scumbag. Butts and dicks. Butts and dicks, <laughs> the be. game. Uh, next up is Final Fantasy Type Zero, which we already talked about. We've got the Resident FPS Evil. Peasant garbage is what that is. Yeah, we've got Resident Evil Revelations Two for Vita. Mm-hmm. Not bad. It's no right. caveat. Okay, so, cool. Okay. My caveat uh, that's on Vita. It's yeah, alright. No, Vita's great. Uh, Zombie U. We talked about that before. Yep. It comes out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One today. Um, August nineteenth, we've got Shift Happens. Shift happens. It is a two-player local co-op platformer. In the true spirit of couch co-op, you and a friend have to work together to master each level, including occasional backstabbing and taunting. Go on. Mm. Mm. That sounds interesting. Mm. Mm. Uh, next up, we've got Rain of Bullets. If I recall correctly, this is just a shmup. And I'm correct. It, it is a shmup with epic loot and lots of guns, apparently. Perfect. We've got Rats. Time is running out. Rats, time is running out. Rats. Uh, okay. And then I like to think it's like, ah, rats. Pressed for time, same for this rat, but he can manipulate it. Join Red Eyes the rat at the home stretch of his life. Sneak into the bank, steal the diamond, evade the guards, and then get out. But most of all, be clever, trick time, and take back what's ours from the pigs who control all the banks. <laughs> Beautiful narration. Devour powerful cheeses and enjoy their delicious <laughs> effects on time. Stop. Right, <laughs> it's sold. There you go. All right, next game is called Darkstorm VR Missions. It is. You know, you know what the best uh, mark of quality for this is? 
You search this game, the first link is to Desura. Uh-oh. Yes. The platform that is no longer around? Oops. <sighs> yeah. Yes. It is It is not... I don't know. I was told never to speak badly on something unless it was Square Enix, so I'm just going to be quiet. Okay. <laughs> sure, it's, sure, it's a clever game. <laughs> uh, all right, then, with that ambiguousness, we've got Velocity <laughs> 2X. Side scroller and also a vertical shoot 'em up at the same time. Sometimes Whoa, it's a pretty good one. So it's, yeah. it's pretty good. Like it was on Vita already, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and last up for the nineteenth, we've got the Settlers Online. I'm sure this one suck. <sighs> well, it's gonna be great. It'll be fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. I I absolutely trust Ubisoft not to mess up anything with the word online at the end of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> August 20th, we've got City Quest. City Quest. It is... Look, touch, lick, eat, grope, lie, and yep. die your way through a mighty pixel city in this retro-style point-and-click adventure game. Didn't we read this one off last time? Did it get pushed? I don't recall that. I feel like I've heard literally, like, specifically you read that exact thing. Did I? Apparently, it's really tasteless in almost every way imaginable. So I'm told. Excellent. Exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Next game is called Rimmed Risa. Is this anything like Rimmed Capsule? I don't know, but it is a procedurally generated space odyssey. Oh, my, That's what oh, it says my. when you search for it. Indeed it is. Um, it's by a company called Morgandag. No, they, I don't think they did make Rimmed Capsule, so oh, there you go. Next up is Pump Action Captain. That sounds like the kind of thing you'd order from a dodgy catalog. <laughs> <laughs> it is a game oh, where you only have pump one action gun. Captain. <laughs> it's a game where you only have, it's an FPS with one gun and one life. You only have your shotgun, and you fight weird-ass monsters. Okay. That's pretty much it. I, I prefer the game in which you're trying to position uh, proposition the captain. It's just, hey, no, I can, I have, can I have your, uh, your pump action, Captain? <laughs> Hello, Captain. I'm afraid I can't let you do captain. that, Dave. Next up is Disc Storm. Uh, fast and Furious Arena Combat, where split-second reactions are essential to dodge flying discs that ricochet around at breakneck speeds. Supposedly. Yeah. Cool. Inspired by 90s console classics, so in other words, it looks old. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. Doorways, Holy Mountains of Flesh. What? <laughs> It's an early access game about weird monsters with teeth in their faces. And it's a all horror of the screenshots, game. All of the screenshots Woo! are entirely empty rooms. Uh, Great. Yes. Sounds awesome. Yay. Fantastic. Next. Uh, Duskers is the next game. I don't know what Anybody? this is. Mm -mm. Duskers is such a vague name that finding this will be hard as shit. Duskers. Dusk. All right, I'll I'll join. Uh, it's it's just popped on Steam. Pilot drones into derelict spaceships to find the means to survive and piece together how the universe became a giant graveyard. That's fucking depressing. So it's sort of Astros. a. It looks like kind of a rogue-like-ish sort of. Oh, it's about the games that the guys that made a virus named Tom. Okay. Oh. Huh. I remember that. Interesting. Yeah, you are a drone uh, operator apparently. Yeah. I remember a virus named Tom being good. Yeah, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hi. Uh, next game is Shadowrun Hong Kong. 
It is the standalone expansion to Shadowrun Returns, which is looking kind of good. Yeah, Shadowrun was good. The last expansion was good. I have faith this expansion will be good. Hopefully. Let us hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next game is Conflicts Revolutionary Space Battles. Spaceships, lasers, and chickens. What more could you ask for? Well, I can think of a few things, but it is apparently a mixture of physics-based games with the gameplay of real-time strategy. I have no idea how it's going to work. It's based on the principle of flicking things, supposedly. Uh-huh. All right. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Uh, next game Moving is swiftly Gala- on. Yeah, Galactic Conquerors. I imagine that is about conquering the galaxy? I would assume so. Like it, it's what? on any database. I, I don't know. You're taking, you're taking some risks here with that interpretation of the name. A Indeed. fast-paced strategy game based in deep space. Oh. Simultaneous yes. turns, apparently. All right. Yes. Uh, next. next up is Griffin Knight Epic. This was a Kickstarter game that oh, I well. remember seeing back at some point. It's a, uh, a 2D medieval shmup that mixes elements from classic shoot-em-ups, exploration, and duel-like boss battles. You're a knight on the back of a griffin. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, next up is 3D Gunstar Heroes. Uh, I think that's Gunstar Heroes in 3D, right? <laughs> I mean, yep, we know what that is. 3DS. Yep. I would assume. Game's pretty good. Uh, Trine 3, Artifacts of Power, Very which I excited love the to Trine play that. series, so Very I'm excited, excited about that. Yep. Uh, the Bridge for Wii U. That was the weird grayscale rotating game, wasn't it, if I recall correctly? I think so. Yep. Mm. Puzzle. Um, Viridi. Nurture a small pot of succulents that grow <laughs> in real time. Viridi is a safe haven, a place you can return to for a moment of peace and quiet whenever you need it. I'm not actually cool. sure what you do, but but it's a plant pot, basically. <laughs> cool. Uh, Knight and Damsel. Well, that sounds problematic. It is a uncorrupt. It's a multiplayer game, but you're competing against each other. One person's the knight and one person's the damsel. Okay. And you're both trying to fuck each other over, basically. That sounds hilarious. Um, that sounds it's like pretty a, awesome. It's like a... Ah, God, what would I... It's kind of like co- Tetris, where you have to this. match boxes. You have to move them around. And you're trying to, like, fuck the other person over by dropping boxes down on their thing. I don't remember where I played this, but it's... Hold on, let me look this up. Yeah, I think I have code for this. I should have a look at it. I'm not sure. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Yeah, you're basically, like, one's on top, one's on bottom. Yeah, all right, it's on Steam. Uh, okay. Available August 20th. Yep, and it's a knight and a damsel, and they both are trying to F each other over. Cool. Sounds fun. Perfect. Uh, Pure Hold'em. It's a casino game. Figured. Yep. Uh... Shoppy keep. Oh, shoppy keep. The old a, shoppy keep. Yeah, so you're running a shop in a uh, in a fantasy world, basically. You know, obviously we've seen a couple of games try this. Mm. Reseteer probably being the best example of it. But this one's kind of in first person. I think you have to like do the crafting and some of the fighting yourself and things like that. It's okay. early access though, so. Cool, cool. Uh, Celestial tier, demons revenge. It's an SNES era looking RPG. Um, I recognize some of the sprites. This was definitely made in RPG Maker. Um, (laughs) And the plot seems to be, um, we're going to do an analog for racism, but we're not actually going to talk about racism because we're doing it in space. So humans went to a planet and the the race that live there, they're not like us. We think they're worse because of that. That's never been done Racism, analog in space. Uh, Mm. Are they blue? Do they have tails? Um, 
they appear to be kind of animal-y people, I think. Do they have unobtainium is what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but they might come from the hellish place, ah, apparently. Course. It's like, oh, you're not like us. You came from hell, obviously. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, August 21st. Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings. I think we know what that is. You missed a Super Mutant Alien Assault. <gasps> oh, oops. Super Mutant Alien Assault. I'm Which sorry. claims to be the Citizen Kane of Super Crate Box clones. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's okay. a very quantifiable ah. claim. It's rather specific. And it's an early access. Okay, so it's like Super Crate Box. It, I mean, it looks good. I'll give them that. You know, it's, it's shiny. Certainly. Word. Okay. Anyway, back uh, to... Cool. Yes. And then ba uh, baseball. And then close your eyes. Basically a Dodger stream game that is a really uh, strange looking kind of horror game, but not really. And that you're up screenshots for this. That's an eyeball yeah. in a frying pan. Yeah. You're a dude shit. who escaped death row. You're underground in the subway and you're trying to get away. But it, all of it looks really strange, artsy crap. And it basically is like a Dodger. I'm going to stream a game game is what it looks like. I... It's crazy looking. It's crazy looking. Hmm. Uh, next up is called Pester. 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 Pasta. Don't pester me, yo. Good question. Pester. Welcome to Bullet Heaven. Of course. It's it's a shmob, basically. Not Bullet Hell, though. Bullet Hell. No, it's Bullet Heaven, obviously. Completely different. Don't want to go to Bullet Hell. That's terrible. No, hate Bullet Hell. Love yeah. Bullet Heaven. Okay, next, possibly the most pretentious-sounding game this week. Forget me not, my organic garden. It is. I, I just looked this up. This looks actually kind of fascinating. Yes. Do you, do you see how it describes itself? It's very intriguing. Um, I, I read a description that basically it's a game about having a greenhouse, but instead of farming uh, plants, you are farming human organs. Yes. Yep. It is an yeah. avant-garde organ-clicking game. Apparently, avant-garde like, specifically. Uh, yeah, it's like um, it's like one of those mobile clicker games, but it has a really interesting art style, and apparently, it's about like farming human organs to sell on the black market in your greenhouse. Yep. Hmm. That what? <laughs> okay then. Interesting. Next. Sounds awesome. Mm. Next is called In Between. It's a side-scrolling platformer puzzle thing. Is what it is. Excellent. Next is called Link, the Unleashed Nexus. Link, the Unleashed Nexus is kind of fast-paced action 3D platformer thingy by the looks of it. Cool, cool. Got yep. Afterlife Empire. That is, um, yes, I remember that. That was uh, funded through a uh, kind of charity organization called the Fine Young Capitalists that were looking to basically fund uh, female game developers. And they had like a contest to see which would be kind of the most popular concept. And they then like raised the money to develop it. It's called Afterlife Empire. It is, I believe, a sort of a management game uh, where you run your own haunted house and you have to keep hmm. people just scared enough to believe in you, but not enough to alert the local authorities. So interesting yeah it's kind of it's a whole right. game essentially cool uh next up is called mr makeshifter 
Hmm. Mr. Makeshifter. I actually can't find this on Steam. Maybe I'm an idiot. Yep, I am. There's actually a free demo of this available. It is a fantasy roguelite platformer with ultra bootstrap crafting elements. <laughs> I don't know ah. what that means. Yeah, Apparently, me neither. it means pick up any old crap and make like pogo sticks and spears out of it while dodging mutant cyborgs because video games. Cool, cool, Yay. cool. Uh, next up is, in all caps, UNLOVED. Jesse. It's a horror game where you shoot shit like Doom 2. Yeah, but it's in Unreal what it 4, says. so that's great. Yeah. Oh, it's it based, based on a Doom 2 mod. Yeah. Yep. Um, and just watching the trailer for it's making me feel motion sick, so I'm like, I'm not going to play this. Oh, this, no. It looks pretty hideous. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of an example of, oh, I made it in Unreal 4, so it's got to look good, right? It's like comparing the texture quality to the actual lighting quality is really, like, they, they stand out like a sore thumb, you know? Mm-hmm. And UI design's a bit weird as well. Okay. Huh. Right. Uh, next up is called Galactic Conquerors. I think we just did that one, didn't we? Yeah, didn't we do Galactic Conquerors? Oh, sorry. So good, it's sorry. coming out twice. There you go. Yep. yep. Uh, Cedars. Uh, puzzle Platformer. And Pester, which we've already seen. We yep. did again, yay! Uh, and then August 24th, we've got Inevitability. Inevitability. Mm. Um, I'm looking at this. I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Apparently, you collect materials to craft parts and build your own fleet of starships and stations block by block. Manage relations with factions of aliens. I mean, this sounds good. I'm looking at it. It looks like it was probably released on the Commodore Amiga at this point, though. It, it looks a little out of date. Let me put it that way. <laughs> uh, Planet of the Eyes. There's some weird shit coming out. I'm excited for the last one, though. <gasps> uh, it's Planet of the Eyes. It's kind of a platformer. Kind of interesting art style. There's lots of eyes in it, unsurprisingly. Mm, last one is Pretty Girls Mahjong Solitaire. Oh, again? That is exactly what I need in my life this week. Thank but you. But I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to have nothing to do with Mahjong and just be solitaire. No, everyone is... I'm reading... I'm, I, look, I'm way ahead of you. I've been reading the comments on this, and apparently it is super heavily into Mahjong, and, but it's, like, it's all Japanese, and so it's very difficult to figure out what's going on. The girls are rarely around, and when they appear on the screen, they're super annoying. That's not what I want. <laughs> I want I want to have a game that's oh. easy to win that gets me boobies. That's what I want. I, I, I literally want to be playing solitaire, and every time I play a card, the girl comes in to just be like, oh, you did really well. But this looks like this looks like uh, the sort of Mahjong that Americans know, though. Like, looking at the ah. screen caps, I'm like, oh, the, like, match two. Because I remember you you tried Pretty Girls Mahjong or whatever, and it did not work out well for you when yeah, you tried it. Yeah, because there was no tutorial. It was like, yeah. ah, you do the thingu with the thingu, and and keep in mind that we are using this style of play. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck any of this means. The mm. tutorial was like made for seasoned players, so it was not helpful. Yeah. Okay. The end. That's it. Yep. Yeah. No. One of the guys wrote. Uh, it's definitely different from the original game. It's a competitive tabletop version of it where oh. there are no tutorial rules. So good luck finding out what to do. What the fuck? <laughs> how how yeah. will we find out how to see the pretty girls? How this do I find the pretty basically girls? like a ripoff of Morgan and I want to see her nude. What is going on, game? 
just just spend the money you'd have spent on this commissioning someone on DeviantArt to draw nude Problem solved. There you go. Really just it's go on DeviantArt and yeah. type in nude Morrigan and you'll find yeah. it. So. I don't want to do that, though. I want her to like be like, oh, Jesse Sama. And, and just want that. That in wouldn't have game, happened anyway. <laughs> Jesse. I mean, it would have for me. Let's, let us move on, shall we? <laughs> to, my mind? To saying bye? No. We, we have more. Actually, do we? do we? No, that's for next week. No. Never mind. Oh, I'm so disappointed that we weren't going to talk about nyctophobia. All right. Oh, yeah. It's another horror game. Yeah. Spoilers. With spooky, uh. scary skeletons. But no, Ooh. we don't. No, 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 Before no. we go, there's a bit of gaming news we missed that I think is fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, Fallout 4, you can type in your name, and if it's one of the names they have in their database, uh, your name will get read out when they yep. refer to you in game. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, some of the names that will get read out have been confirmed. There are tens of thousands of them, including names that can be read out by the game, boobies and fuckface. Yay! Do they have bought? Please tell me they uh, have bought. I haven't seen if they do or not, but they I know better. that boobies and No Bart, but they better have bought. <laughs> you got to do it. Or yeah, no Bart. Bart's not allowed, only Bart. <laughs> My son is also named Bart. <laughs> that joke may never die. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god. There you go. That was my exciting news. I had to get that out. There. I just, I love that they know exactly the level that we as gamers will stoop to. Like, they yeah. know oh, it. Oh, totally. They were like, I want no, everyone again to be like, what up, fuckface? Oh, that's so good. The voice actors must have had a field day with boobies? that. <laughs> How are you, boobies? How are you doing today? I'm good. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, that about wraps up the show this week. But of course, before we go, we'd love for you to go to our YouTube channels because ad revenue is down and we sorely need the money. So, Jesse, what's going up on your channel this week? What's going on? Hey, it's not really what's coming up on the channels. What's coming up on Twitch? Saturday is the 20th anniversary of Cron Trigger live stream. Ooh. And so we go going ham on a biscuit and starting there. at 5 p.m. You're, uh, you You're doing what? Going ham on a biscuit. No. We're going 5 p.m. PST. No. Nope. And we're playing until we beat it. Uh -uh. Uh, I am lucky enough. To have to ensure that we stay on task, to have the original 1995 strategy guide for Chrono Trigger, <laughs> shit's going down. We're gonna have a lot of fun. It's gonna be just like our previous streams, and it'll be this Saturday. So tune in for that business. Other than that, that's all you need to focus on. Focus squarely on that and coming to that, and I'll be good. Perfect. Cool. Dodger, what's going on in your channel this week? What's going on? Hi guys. Uh, well. If you know me, you know the sort of thingos that I do. Uh, Dandelion Season 3 has begun, so if you love uh, girls trying to make it with bunny boys and cat boys, you should check that out. Uh, Jesse and I are going to film a thing that we're totally not going to tell you about, but it's going to go up eventually. Um, two other things. than that, two, two things, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I do visual novels. I do dating sims. I do a weekly show about the games industry. I've been doing lots of, like, first impression-y type stuff. Um, more point and clicks are going to be coming. I want to finish up Cradle. Uh, so yeah, if that sounds cool to you, I would love it if you would check out my channel. And on all the social medias, I'm at Dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. And I've actually been streaming a decent amount on twitch.tv slash dexteritybonus. I would love it if you would follow me over there as well. Thanks for watching, guys. Cool. Laura, what do you got coming up? What's going on? Me, you should go find me on stuff. Um, I have a couple of different things coming up at the moment. Uh, you can find me at Laura K Buzz on most things. So that's where I am on twitter twitch youtube what have you now that i actually have decent wired internet up here i will be doing more streams again because i can do that now um on my youtube channel i'm currently playing through katawa shoujo because dating sims are the best um i am going to be doing some 
kind of seriously thoughty scripted videos about uh, Sonic Dreams and my legitimate thoughts about that as a legacy for Sonic. Other than that, podcasty stuff, uh, the Podquisition, the Jimquisition podcast with Jim Sterling. Uh, this week we've got Ma- uh, Max Scoville on as a guest. So if oh, you're yes. comedy, any comedy button IGN fans out there, he's going to be on this week. That'll be fun. Um, other than that, see me on Destructoid. Um, I will be doing some impressiony thoughts on Superhot, which I finally got a chance to play. Yes. And I'm going to be. I'm basically just going to be writing about how I'm terrible at first-person shooters, and that that's okay in Superhot. Yep, it is. Um, that's great. That is very, very okay. I can play that like an uh, like a turn-based RTS almost, yep. and that is fine. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Laura K Buzz on everything. Just search Laura K Buzz. You'll find me on everything. It's good. Dude. I love it. Yeah. Uh, stuff coming up this week. Well, you know, there's plenty of games landing on Steam that might may not get played. I do. I mean, I'd like to look at Zombie, but I'm not sure if I can play it for more than 20 minutes without vomiting. There is, of course, a wonderful game called Fingered that just came out. I'm sure I'll have fun yeah, looking at that one. I snagged mm. that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. a port report on Final Fantasy if I can be bothered. You know, I mean, I like money and people like me getting angry at 30 frames per second. So why the hell not? Uh, speaking of 30 frames per second, f- do follow the frame rate police. We are a couple of thousand off from beating the Yogs cast and being on the front page of the queue so if you could do that that would be great you know, we just love that you know, that would be fantastic uh, outside of that uh, there is actually that new expansion for planetary annihilation which promises to fix most of the issues i'll have a look at that it's called titans outside of that content patch there'll be of course the new tavern brawl this week which is featuring the grand tournament cards prior to i suppose next week release most likely of that expansion and we'll also be launching launching our two 95.5 the weasel shirts they, they're going to be coming out quite soon, along with the exclusive Weasel poster. Do keep an eye out. I'll put out a YouTube video letting you know. We are going to sell one. those discounted, so it's not going to be quite as expensive as the previous t-shirts, and we will also run it for a month this time. So people were complaining we had them up for two weeks. That wasn't enough. We'll do them for a month. So buy, buy the Weasel stuff, even though it's perhaps yeah. months past its relevance. We don't care. They're good designs. Oh. Everyone loves them. Buy the Weasel. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Yes. Buy the weasel. Are you buying the weasel? Mm. You should be buying the weasel. You should be buying the weasel. Buy the weasel. Uh, One last thing, sort of weasel related. Um, CoxCon videos, Jesse Wen. Uh, They are being uploaded to me on, uh, whatchamacallit, the Dropbox as we speak. So you'll have them this week. You should should watch Coffee Time because I'm in that. I, I, I got myself yeah, on stage there somehow. Yeah, you are. And we dragged Laura yeah. onto the stage. And it was I, I, talk about, I talk about the time that I shat myself. So, yeah. Sounds brilliant. That did happen. Unmissable. That did happen. Yeah. Yep. You want to find out about it? Go watch that uh, coffee time. Don't miss Co-Optional Lounge, where we, for the first and only time ever, do Cards Against Humanity. It's extremely offensive. And uh, You decided also, to put that up, did you? I've, we like money more than we care about angry people, but... All I'm Why all not? I'm gonna say is good luck. <laughs> well, good luck. I'm sure we'll be just fine. But we also played a Dark Overlord, which was great. And even yeah, if you watch great. nothing but that, you should watch that. Simple as that. Yep. So that is coming. And that pretty much wraps us up for the show today. Thank you very much for watching. As always, very much appreciated. And uh, that's pretty much it. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channels. And if you missed any part of the show, you subscribe to this channel. You can watch the vod. Available right now, or if you are not, well, you're going to have to wait till Thursday. It'll be on YouTube.com slash CynicalBrit. Thank you very much for watching, folks, and we will see you next time.
Good night. Bye.